Warning. The following stream contains references to graphic violence, sexual themes, and coarse language, and is intended for mature audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello there! I'm Drew, your humble dungeon daddy for the evening with Crimson Conquest, Secrets of the Blood Ray Bastion. This is the wonderful, beautiful, amazing cast. Look at them all. They are so wonderful. I just want to squeeze all their little faces and just give them little forehead smooches. Like, look at them! Look at them! I love them! <laughs> Before we get into things we have two people uh here to shill some things ian uh it's it's up to you what are you shilling today well you should get a shirt with a pocket in it because you can put your dice in it and it might or might not touch your nipple that's the only thing it's not a shirt i'm selling i'm just recommending it shirts with pockets sure yeah and uh ren i know you got something to shill too and if i'm not mistaken is it not also shirt related also shirt related let me Whoa. tell you holy shirt holy shit uh if you want cool mm -hmm. D, D themed t-shirts hoodies i do whatever the fuck else is on that site that mm -hmm. i don't remember off the top of my head there's also a really good mug Ooh. on there it's like huge it's like this big it's fucking big mugs all the coffee uh you should go to jakeyboyarts.com and click on the shop button do it because you too can own a shirt like this Whoa! Look at that little dragon and a little D20 egg! Oh my gosh! Hello, what? Sorry? And cute and adorable. Hello, what? Sorry? Well, no. <laughs> Man, I saw, I, I saw, I, I knew I couldn't do it. But the second that that was said, I was like, oh, he's close. He, he, was, he was there. Just on the edge, on the edge there. Uh, also, as always, uh, startplaying.game slash gm slash dicey encounters or startplaying.game slash gm slash jakey boy do it go do go it, do it. it's there. it's it's almost holiday time do it i don't know what that has to do with anything but <laughs> it's almost holiday time so do it it's almost holiday time which means that you're more likely to want to escape being around toxic family members Jeez, and yeah that's true being with the family that you choose around the table Stop playing duck games. <laughs> well, I got some news for you, Cast. Uh, it looks like uh -oh. viewers love y'all, cause last session, <clears throat> I'm gonna start with the lowest and go up to the highest. Uh, me, just me. I got two inspirations. Uh, Jane, Ian, and Rin got three. Yep, that's three. Count them. Jakey, you got four, and Caitlin. Four. Caitlin, you got six inspirations last session. Exciting. Yay. Why? Yeah, but I mean, six inspo. Six that, inspo. That half hour in the middle, like, I watched that and I was just horrified the entire time. Like, it was so good. Chat, there was nothing so in good. chat. It was that good because people yeah, were just right? like, Yeah, chat was just there, just, just like, oh. <laughs> Holy. Uh, it was incredible. It was amazing. So if you um, missed that, last episode go check it out on spotify or youtube and we'll put the links i'll put the links in the chat right here right now look at me go i'm doing it right this second do you see it because i did it without hands look at me <laughs> whoa i can't even i can't even be like oh it's gonna be me because last time it wasn't drew actually did the thing so i did the thing look at me go <laughs> hey guess what chat and and and, and cast it's time to roll for recap oh shit yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. Okay, with this, 
Nat Sin. 20. Sorry, I got Sin. really excited. I'm sick. Uh, Please don't make me do this again. Oh my god. Um, if if Jakey, if you get the lowest roll, I will uh, uh, do it for you. Um, but you. with there being two separate, not separate games, but separate meetings of characters, Ooh. I don't want to just put Caitlin on the spot here, but I would love to hear a, a kind of a, a surmise of what happened to Maeve in that moment, because I am scared based off of what I've already heard. I also got a 14. I got a 15. I got a 19. I've got a 14. Oh, but four. I'm <laughs> a 14. It's 14. a recap. <laughs> oh, no. I, I also rolled a 14, though. Oh, no. Didn't, Jane, you, didn't Jane get four? Recap oh, you got a four, out. not a 14? Jane got a yeah. four. I got 14. One, two, oh, Jane got a four. Okay, why did I roll this way the one time I didn't <laughs> re-listen to the episode on Spotify? <laughs> It's just that those re listens are the only the only way my brain will Karma. remember what happened. It's it's okay, Jane. We'll help. Um, we'll help. Okay. Um, do you want? I also can. Can I use a port a portent roll on this? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, do it. Okay, so this is divination for the, wizard. Let's go. This is for the most recent rest. Uh, I I have a fourteen and a nineteen for my most recent long rest. So if I give you a fourteen, it does become a re-roll on that. Um, That's a triple re-roll. That, that would be. Would it be fair to have Caitlin roll this true, though? True. Did you end up listening to the whole thing already? No, I. No. Okay. So, so <laughs> I, I I got a mild recap. We're like. I know you guys were having a grand old time while I was getting tortured, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, fair and accurate. So, should should it just be me and Jane to roll for for a recap here? If if uh, how, if Caitlin's gonna have how about part this? Of the recap anyways. How about this? Uh, how about this? Hear me out. I don't know. This is this is gonna be wild. This is gonna be crazy. You ready? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. He's procrastinating okay. enough that this is gonna be good. He's, <laughs> you, guys, trust me. Drew is delayed enough. What the he's gonna say next is gonna blow your mind. There is honestly, I don't think anything Drew could say will be more profound than in this moment. Honestly, Are you ready? Honestly. Here we Let go. him cook. Jane and Ian, both do the recap, and Caitlin, you recap your part. Sure. My mind is blown. Yeah, all right. I guess it was okay. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah. I mean, if, love if, you. Love you too. If if I'm gonna be, you know, rooming with anybody, it's good that we, you know, go over how the days are going, and it's it's a great opportunity to truly get to know each other if we can. <laughs> get to know each other by reliving what we've lived at the same time in the same rooms. Definitely a normal roomy activity is to recap your previous week together. Just sit down in the living room and just go over. I mean, actually- It's the, it's uh, the weekly check-in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like the millennial struggle of the past three years. Um, so, so I'm ready to kick this off. Just a little kick. Um, so I, I don't necessarily uh, remember how I was feeling going down when 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 Alatius brought us to the the farm area more grid, but when I saw the opportunity to feed in front of us, I was kind of blown away. Uh, I, I ended up finding a a magical man who <laughs> who is conveniently way too into being bitten. Um, Please bite me again. <laughs> he's haunting me. I knew it would happen. 
who was who did you find and and, and what were you looking for in a, in, a, in, a, oh, in a feed so it was my first time selecting a person to feed on as well and i wasn't sure what my tastes were so i went for someone who i guess had something i wanted or was jealous of um so i went for that and it was a really great experience for for me morgrid and after after we fed where did we go after that well well i know that Poster came down and, and he was able to feed on a big old muscle man. I saw that uh, uh, Astrofell ended up grabbing a wrist, took a bite. Didn't seem that impressed. Maybe maybe there's more going on. But from there, we were able to to follow Elatius uh, 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 and we passed by a couple of, I'm guessing, more menacing. Uh, 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 what, what were they called? There are other vampires that were visiting and uh, advertisers. They, they, they were advertisers like Gillette Razors and Timothy Chalamet. Are these like br brand reps? Brand reps came to the Blood Right Bastion? Vampiric brand reps, They're okay. They're a billboard outside and it's going to cause so much traffic to the Blood Right Bastion. I am in, in, in incredibly impressed for it. Uh, but we did run into uh, uh, two, two very menacing beings uh, such as uh, I think it was Thane Koske a big lizard fellow and a blue skinned elf uh, I believe that was uh, uh, Lord uh, Nazus I believe is, if that is correct um, and, and what was his name Denny did we take Denny's room because they killed him was it Denny's Danny. room Danny, Danny. yeah I'm gonna call him Denny that sounds more yeah he he Kind of like killed him and drained him right in front of us as we walked by. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've seen horrible creatures before in the past. That is one I will try to avoid. Hence why I... <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of impressed. I can see you being impressed. <laughs> I... But intimidated. A little intimidated. I'll admit. I was a little intimidated. I mean, to intimidate you would be very impressing. So th that is that is understandable. Um, so we ended up... We, 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 we saw... Poster's cl uh, not closet room. Um, very, very cozy is the best way to put it, I would say. Beautiful, beautiful layout. And lots uh, of artwork were... all over the walls. It's... Lots of framed uh, drawings. There was one of us, actually. So touching. Oh, so touching. Um, when he had we... time to do this, I don't, I don't know. But Hoster's full of surprises. <laughs> Also an impressive slash intimidating thing to, to be aware of. Um, but once we were, you know, we saw his room, we, we were able to get our own. And in that same foul soup, essentially, we got to find our own coffins. And I'm still- We got so our own coffins. <laughs> and then we switched over to Maeve. Star yeah. <laughs> Maeve, what happened to you? Uh, well, um, so Hoster, uh, dragged me down to this dungeon. Um, fuck Hoster, by the way. And... <laughs> um, and basically I was put into this cell with this magical wall, and it was all dark, um, and nobody would tell me anything. I didn't know why I was down there. Um, you know, especially after I was so good, I brought back extra people, and I didn't eat any of them. You know, so whatever. It's kind of rude if you ask me. Um, but then they were starving me, and then there was this one guy who kept coming to visit and asking me questions about, like, how hungry I was. I guess the first day, I found some cracks in the wall, so I turned into a spider to see if I could get out. 
um, but I could not. I was just chilling in the wall. Um, but the guy came in and saw that I was missing, so he turned on the sunlight. But thankfully, I was able to stay as a spider in the crack for a while <laughs> until it went away. Um, and then he told me that he would give me some blood if I answered his questions. So I answered his questions, and then he handed me a, like, basically like a hologram of a cup of blood and set it down in front of me, which is pretty, pretty rude, you know? So, of course, Maeve was not happy about that. Um, she started to go a little bit crazy. Um, I think after that, he also, like, turned the sunlight on, but Maeve was already plotting, so... Um, she just suffered in the sunlight that time. Um, but at some point she started to get a little bit crazy and basically like just like throwing herself against the wall, just trying to, to get out. Um, but thankfully, I think amidst her thrashing about, she loosened up this, uh, like I guess like this rune on the wall and it just like crumbled away. And so that made the magical door dissipate. And I turned into a brown bear and attacked the guy who had been torturing me. And um, that was that was very satisfying. He tried to beg for his life, but that sucks. So, um, and then I left and I saw you guys in the hallway. We've <laughs> had a fun time. <laughs> we cut back over to <laughs> Rias and Morgrid <laughs> looking for coffins and caskets. <laughs> I think you should tell us about your cool new coffin first. I am adoring it. It is it is so, so nice. I do love my coffin. Uh, it is matte black on the outside. On the inside, it is... Is it purple? I think it's purple velvet on the inside. It had a skeleton occupant, but I um, knocked knocked it out. He's been in there long enough. Um, physics mine now, and yes... It'll be my resting place. And it's also very light and easy to carry for me. So, easy to move around, I guess. Sure, yes, sure. Your coffin is so light. It's, it's, uh, even I couldn't actually lift it up. Um, but my, my smaller coffin is, is, I think it's actually, it must be heavier because I couldn't lift mine. Um, I, I, don't, I didn't attempt to lift yours, but I, I definitely couldn't lift mine. But uh, I, I found this this lovely, lovely uh, uh, wooden wooden coffin. It was, uh, it looks like it had uh, uh, golden inlays, for, uh, maybe like elven make uh, leaves. Uh, and inside there was like a sky blue padding. And honestly, it makes me think of hovering over the... Uh, the mountains up north and feeling the cool breeze between my knee, uh, between my, my, my wings. Uh, it did get banged up being brought to the room, but that's so over time. I'm sure it'll happen. Hoster was in the coffin, even though he wasn't initially. Hellacious uh, and I expected it. And then that was a whole, whole, it was fun. It was, it was, but from there, I believe we went down and, 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 Met with uh, uh, vendors that are, are, are offered to to us us vampires. Uh, uh, I I did keep a record of some inventory we found after Hoster decided to activate all of the pocket coffins. Um, there was a a vial. Um, it had golden runes on it. Um, the ever fresh blood vial. Um, you'll see what it does when we use it. Don't worry about it. Um, there was a dagger, um, 
I think it was the blood drain dagger, which I, I pointed out to you, Margaret. Uh, and and there's the uh, there's the the bat ear cuff. I believe it was the blood tooth ear uh, ear cuff there, and a, uh, uh, a a necklace, which I am so so excited to have my have in my possession here. Uh, the crimson amplifier. And that's that's what I remember. Everything since then has kind of been blurry. Did anything else happen? You you covered a lot. Um, I am not recalling anything else. Uh, it's fine. You all just walked out of the room and saw your friend there, beaten and bloodied, staring at you in the hallway. Oh. Are you still in brown bear form? No, I couldn't open the door with my paws. <laughs> <laughs> Life's hard without opposable thumbs. Happened to you? Oh my goodness! I I I walk over, um, and just like circle around, check out whatever injuries are 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 in front of me on on Maeve. What happened? I'm leaving. Is what happened. I I was punished for being good, so I'm leaving. Fuck these people and fuck Coster because he put me there. And Maeve is going to start walking towards an exit. Walking towards an exit. <laughs> she can't leave. She's part of the crew. How, how, we got to get her to stay. I don't think she's going to want to, but I don't think she realizes that it wasn't exactly Hasta. Um, you should go after her. Give her this. And I just hand over a, a, a pile of blood. I, I can... I can do that. I grab it and wait before before you go before you go before you leave before you leave. I think it's worth maybe since you're already of a, a vampiric in nature. You're already in a group of of peers who it seems likewise with me support you. And I don't think it's a very fresh, very untouched conversation in my ears. I, I don't think Hoster is aware of his actions. I, I wasn't aware that he had done this, but he was definitely acting a bit strange when he joined us after he was dismissed from the room when you were taken. There might be more to this, and it might be worth going along with whatever this is. What if, whether it's some facade, whether it's some deeper meaning to this existence here with these vampires or vampires in general, are you just holding the vial of blood in your hand while you're talking? Uh, I'm, I'm holding it, like, in front of you, just like, <laughs> as I'm <Okay>. talking. <laughs> Maybe it's Please. just gonna, like, snatch that and, and down it all, all in one go. And try to keep walking. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, like, hovering, like, as you take that to the sh like, essentially at your shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, but not, like, like, I'm not, like, on top, but yeah. that's, like, the level I'm fluttering at. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to speak lower than I normally would, but anything that might be a rash decision. This might be it. And I am too inexperienced in this world and too inexperienced as a vampire to really put any weight on life outside of here or life inside of here. Well, these people obviously uh, function in a, a state of, of constant, you know, control and rules. And unfortunately, that's just not me. And I definitely don't want to hang around a giant blob of goo that has no control over himself if he didn't have control over himself. That just, that, like, 
why would I want to stay with somebody who is obviously like working for who now I feel are the bad guys? There's no good. I, mean, I did. I did good. I did good. I I was trying to do better, and I brought back people, and I didn't eat eat. I didn't eat any of them, but they still decided to starve me. And who knows how long that would have lasted if I hadn't managed to get out. So I'm going to get out while I have the chance. Uh, would I know with how little I've experienced in this, uh, in the in the in the uh, in the keep here? Um, in the bastion, um, do I know what happens to those who defect? Was that something we that has ever been told to us, or not to you specifically? Um, I I look over at at uh, Astrophel, um, and I'm not gonna say it out loud, um, but I'm gonna like wave wave over, uh, like it's like it's like a please. I walk up. You know we're leaving today anyway, right? Well, I will be outside if you leave fast enough. Wait outside for us. We will not take long. Please don't do anything too rash. We might all be able to benefit out of what you had experienced. And I don't want to ever use torture as an outside benefit. Mate, well, <laughs> not of others that I am, I am. You all have been very hospitable. I don't want to lose that, and I don't want to lose you as a companion here. So please wait. We'll be away. We'll be able to discuss how we move forward as we go. Is that okay? I'm, I'm, I'm still going to go, but, you know, I'm hungry, so maybe I'll get stopped along the way. Because Maeve is, like, as of right now, Maeve is, like, the only intention that I have is to, like, go, you know, mainline one of those trees again like that's that's what Maeve is actually probably going to be going to do so she's probably going to go through a couple of trees so you guys probably have time <laughs> <sighs> well I turn to the rest that's all about I could do it seems that she is determined and sounds like uh, hopefully we'll run into her and be able to continue I know. Having her help on tasks, maybe outside of outside of this. Is there an outside of this, or are we are we forever committed to the Bloodright Bastion? Is that our lives now? I don't have an answer. I doubt it, because I think when a group has power, there are always going to be people against them. So I think there are going to be options out there. But what they look like, I don't know. And whether they're worth it, or whether they're just another leash. I have no idea. Well, we'll have a lot of time to dwell on this as we're out and about. Um, we should get a move on to have any chance in catching back up with, with Maeve and, and really being able to really sort this out as we go. I, I've had my, my my bouts of doubt and my my senses of fear and rightfully so it seems yeah i don't I'm... think i don't think maybe's feeling fear or doubt i think maybe's feeling rage understandably and with rage brings compulsion it brings rash decision making and we could use not that as our benefit but we could we could have Maeve 
help with whatever we end up deciding we want to do. In the long run, it might take time. Vampires live a very long time from what I've heard. It might take some time to make a difference. And maybe running is the safest way to be, or the, the quickest way to be safe in some way, but that's, you know, safe to a cap. If Do we trust here, her around Hasta? There is an amount of trust that we do not have with Haster, whether you want to have it or not, because of what, I don't know if saying the name will actually make ears spawn on the walls. <laughs> I know magic can be terrifying and I'm not gonna say the name of the big scary lady. Um, she, but... knows. she knows, Haster heard, so she knows. Haster saw, so she saw. Haster doesn't mean to. I know, Dad. didn't want to hurt me. This is a prime opportunity to begin to understand what we're maybe not up against or might actually be up against, but also a good opportunity to plan together, let, let tempers cool, let fears and, and anger and all of that malice removed from the situation. Highs and lows will skew one's thinking. We must keep a level head, and in doing so, we must make sure each other keep a level head. But we know what Hoster, what, what, what happens with Hoster. We saw firsthand a change occur. Not Rias, anything that we can control. I have a question. Yes. Have you ever had control of yourself taken from you? I suppose being here is in a way losing some sort of control, but I have never let my own conscious slip. I have never been able, I've never been in a position where I didn't have that choice. And I don't know Hoster's history. And I trust your good intentions when you say we need to keep level heads, but let me assure you that is the last thing you would have in that situation. It is terrifying. And that's why we need to be even ground and a secure place for anyone that we want to have comfort and, and by our side in this time. Hmm. I may have just killed an old man in a cage, but I'm not heartless. <laughs> he was bound to death in this place anyways. He won't die, that would be wasteful. Uh, you should catch up with Maeve. I have a quick conversation to have, and then I will join you. I think I know where to find Maeve. <laughs> Anyone want to join me? Toster allowed? If you would like to be. I, like, I'm outside the door. Oh, yeah, if you would like to be. I would like you to be. I don't know if Maeve is ready to see Hoster right now. Or vice versa. Should Hoster we get to Maeve first and maybe try to, like, talk her down a little bit with the Hoster situation? Maybe, maybe you and I can go vouch for Hoster in his stead before they meet again face to face. Hoster won't be there. Uh, Hoster takes his hand and a ring illuminates and uh, through a hellish yell sound, the slime starts to congeal and pull toward like together, almost becoming more sinewy and solidified. And Hoster looks like a human. Oh, he has uh, one kind of grayish blue eye and one that almost like like a uh, green yellowed eye that has like almost a reptilian uh, uh, iris. Uh, he's got uh, this like shorter black hair. Uh, he's 
very tall um, and uh, just triangle build. He looks very similar to like when Hoster was a tiefling. Um, I'm it's not new. Hoster. Who do you want to be? Don't care. Anybody else? I, I flutter back over. I put my hand on, on the new formed human shoulder. It's not wrong to be Hoster. It is now. I understand the way you're feeling about that. Give yourself time. And I pat shoulder and I, I flutter off. Well, come along with us then, I suppose. Although, you might want to change your voice as well. She'll no undoubtedly recognize your voice. Um, okay. I will practice while walking. Hoster just starts mumbling to themselves little phrases and things. As you are all moving outside, uh, Rias and Morgrid, you're the first two to notice this, but you hear the sounds of like shoes moving across like like this kind of granite floor. It's just kind of almost like little squeaks until you see this this figure slide past a corridor and you hear the sound of like the squeaks coming to a stop that just go as moves back. It's Alacious. Alacious looks at the two of you and says, I'm so glad I caught you both before you left. Um here is this and he pushes this chest into uh into you Rias. he's um uh goodness gracious give me a smoker <laughs> awful for uh, your lungs yeah okay so uh when you two were brought here you were brought with uh items uh here are both of yours back uh, so here this is, I believe this one goes to you and this one goes to you as Alacia's hands, you, Rias, a sash. Um, and I'll let you describe what it looks like. Uh, it, out of uh, Alicia's hands, uh, he gets handed uh, this. It's it, this, it's a, it's definitely a sash goes over uh, like a robe, over over uh, uh, underclothes, maybe could, could be, uh, I mean, sorry, over, and then goes under like an, uh, a jacket if necessary, but... Um, it is this, it's almost as thick as leather. Maybe it was, was worked so much that is worn down, but, uh, in, in it, there's, uh, um, embossed designs. They look very geometrical. Uh, and it's, it's, it's almost to the point where it goes from a dark brown to a, a, a worn ashy gray. Um, and on the inside of the sash near the bottom where there might be a little bit of a, a, a sewing spot or a, a spot where the, the, the bonding happened, there's a little tag that says uh, 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 sash of, uh, of reverse <laughs> Dwegar. <laughs> um, and he puts it on and for a moment, it looks as though that uh, Rias's size shrinks and then he comes back. Like it was almost like an after image where he just goes, <laughs> Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and I believe this one uh, goes to you as uh, Alicia pulls out this small arm cuff to hand to you, Morgan, and I'll let you describe what it looks like. Uh, it is a mainly copper, just kind of filigreed uh, cuff bracelet, and it emits kind of an amber glow. And can I, should I roll for history to, to see if I know what this thing does or what it is? You do. Uh, it was on oh, your okay. person when you were taken to the uh, blood. Oh, Austin. okay. Okay. Yeah, so, oh, my cuff, my cuff, I got it back. Yay. Uh, <laughs> it's the cuff of discretion, and this allows me to be a lot more sneaky in dim light and even sneakier in full darkness. 
Alicius looks over to you, Astrophel, and says, um, I don't know where the items are for you and Maeve. Uh, however, when I find them, do be assured, I will send them with the Raven messengers. I barely remember what I turned up with. It's fine. <laughs> that is fair. Um, good luck with the Maeve thing. Uh, so sorry. As uh, Alicia's- Before uh, you- uh, He's like literally mid like, <laughs> and he's stuck trying to grab his hand. <laughs> He's like, ah, ah. <sighs> Is the mother available for a quick chat? Um, I don't see why not. Maybe? Wonderful. I don't know. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the halls are now empty. Uh, Rias Morgrid, you were just given your items back that you were uh, retrieved with. You have this new hoster in front of you as well. The Hallways, other than the squeaking noises of Alacia's shoes, uh, have ceased. Uh, occasionally, you'll hear something in the room next to you that you were just in fall off the wall and... How inconvenient, you hear from the doorway. Sorry. This is where you all find yourself. Maeve, you've made your way outside of the Bastion itself, and you have made it over into the Sanguine Oaks. As you do... Your fingertips rub up against the bark of these trees as you move past one, past one. And as you start moving further into the oaks, you start feeling the vines moving down towards your arms and slowly latching. And that is where we will leave you for the moment. And go back to the group. Um, if it's if it's cool, I rolled for, for Gitz and Chigs a performance to see if, if Hoster could figure out a, a comprehensive voice. Um... Uh, with a fourteen, what 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 would that give me, uh, Drooby Dooby Doo? Does is is Hoster able to mask his Hosterness, or what are, what am I what am I what am I looking at? It's it's not going to be a perfect, uh, you know, vocal change. However, it is mm. going to be different enough from Hoster that I would say most people wouldn't pick up on who you yep. were. Okay, cool, perfect. Um. I will keep that in mind. Uh, Rias and Morgrid, you're moving outside, and I believe, Astrophel, you are going to go see Mother Kadira. Aster, where are you going? Uh, Aster is, uh, given a good, like, probably, like, 40, 50 feet, like, distance to, um, uh, Rias and Morgrid, just kind of, like, watching them a bit, listening to people things they they say and trying to pick up other pieces of like if there's conversation or anything um to try and give himself a crash course on how to not be himself um uh for reasons that are totally just to do with the ring and no other reasons but uh hoster while like kind of walking uh stops by and uh sees like pained glass and uh this ring uh, Hoster, uh, like the others, doesn't have a reflection, but this ring being not illusory, making him actually have a, a body, uh, seeing a reflection makes him kind of like look in the mirror a bit. And then he starts doing that thing where he's trying to like do like facial expressions like, eee, this is what a person would do. Uh, so he's got his face against glass and he's like, ah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so he's doing that for a bit uh, while trying to keep an eye on like the others. Um, yeah, he's just. Mostly uh, puttering around, trying to, 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 yeah, put on his best disguise of, of somebody else. It is incredibly sad. Astrophel, 
You are headed to Mother Kadira's lab. Are you taking anyone with you, or are you making this a solo adventure? Hey, if if I I told them all to go catch up with me, so. Estravel, you've made your way. You have to go to another tower to get to the laboratory, and you've been taking your time and getting over there. And uh, after after a short amount of time, you've made your way to the closed door of Mother Kadira's lab. I will knock. The door itself uh, has no doorknob per se, uh, no no visible way for it to unlatch and open. As you knock on there for a moment, you get no response at first. And then the door, you hear a locking mechanism on the inside. As it opens slightly, the door moves about roughly about a foot open. Straighten my appearance a little bit. Stick my head through. Mother Kadira? Inside, uh, there are, uh, it's, it's this, this green glow from, uh, this candlelight, uh, made of this verdant green flames on different candles. As you peek your head in, you can see Mother Kadira standing at a desk. She picks up this ampule and breaks off the top as she pours it into a larger beaker and pours it. Yes, Astrovel. That, thank you for seeing me, Mother Kadira, and I give her a short bow. Um, you may be aware that we are heading to Silben shortly. Yes. There has been a slight complication in our party dynamic, and I am concerned that Hasta's unique situation may be taken advantage of in a heated moment. Obviously, I would prefer that the status quo is kept. Would it be possible to understand a little better what makes Hasta tick? Just so I can make sure that as a group, we avoid commonly used words that might trigger some sort of reaction. Mm. She sets down the, the ampule and for the first time turns and faces towards you. It's this very odd, like, cricking motion as she glances over your way. She looks over towards this small doorway. She looks back the other way as she takes her fingernail, these long, at, at least seven inch nails, she takes one of them up in the air and starts tracing a sigil in the middle of the air in front of her. And as her fingernail moves, you can see magic leaking from the tip of her nails as she starts forming the sigil. What languages do you know? Uh, celestial, common, elvish, and infernal. In infernal, you see words start forming around this sigil that are in place. Um, it takes a little bit to try and understand them as you're looking from behind, and it's like a, a inverted look at these words. Can you roll me an investigation at advantage? Yes. <laughs> oh, that is a dirty 20. The filthiest of 20s. Fucking filthy. It's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> they get dirtier every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
as you're reading this inverted infernal script it says the name that is spoken is mine alone lest this curse be broken he shall be disowned right so it goes in this like kind of circle as she places her whole hand against the sigil her hand emits in this bright purple flame as the sigil disappears she says no one will be using the name that I control him with, nor the gifts I have bestowed upon him. Good, 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 good. Um, yes. Just wanted to make sure that that was protected against. I have instructions that things go sideways, and Aster is the priority. Is? But should he fall, I have perfected the technique of making more. Truly noted. Well, thank you for your time, Mother Clara. As she flicks her hand towards the door, the door <laughs> opens wide. Quick bow. Leave. Door <laughs> slams behind. You hear the locking mechanisms in the door start making my way back to the entrance and after I am I want to say at least 100 feet away I just start going shit 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 Rias and Morgrid you've started making your way outside and as you exit through the door looking out into the Sanguine Oaks it's not hard to spot Maeve you see this almost path of trees where these trees are normally like bright crimson red there is this pathway where the colors have dulled and dulled and dulled until finally you see three trees all at once being fed on. Oh my gosh, she's going to get us banned from the Sanguine Oaks. We've got to go <laughs> stop this right now. I I hurry over along with uh, Morgrid and I just think to myself, God, where's Astrofeld to make some comment about three and one? Oh. <laughs> um, as we're about to, to hurry over um, I, I, I stop actually and let Morgan run ahead Hoster, uh, do you want to be called by any other name? Um, when uh, Rias comes back uh, Hoster is still holding his hands up against the mirror um, however Hoster's right eye has runic script on it and Hoster is looking at the wall, his eye glowing, and he's muttering, His name is, is mine alone. And uh, eventually kind of snaps out of it. Um, what, what do you feel would be a good name? I will admit, I feel wildly uncomfortable trying to name you. The first thing that came to mind was Gorax. Um, um, I don't think that's good. <laughs> I just almost spit my water. Fuck you. <laughs> um, hmm. Gorax is is kind of awful. I will admit. Um, <laughs> rage in the head. I'm. Let's go with Axor for now. Flip it, without the G. Sure. All right, actually, pretty badass name, and not bad as in the bad kind, but reverse it, it is brutal. Uh, yes, 
I am following this conversation. I'm glad. Normal human smile. Yes. I'm glad you announced it. You can announce it in your head only if you're going to be doing the action. It might help out, because when we, when we smile, we think it. Maybe subconscious. Sub, uh, out, uh, inside, not out. <laughs> Let, let's go. What? Let's go. Uh, yeah, don't uh, don't uh, worry about it. <laughs> come on, come on. I am going to say I am worried about I am worried about it. I do things. I am walking. I am smiling. Hello, person. As he just waves at someone, I am walking through this hallway. As it, as Hoster's putting way too much emphasis on using I <laughs> just over and over, not speaking in third person. As you wave to this other person. Rice, there's another uh, vampire who happens to be going down the same hallway as stops and looks at you, Rice, and says, What an unusual familiar. I, I, I Yes, turned... we are friends. We are very familiar. I was about to say the same joke. Uh, I don't you dare make assumptions like that. Thank you so much. And I and I usher us forward more. Come on. As they I am a familiar. You are not a familiar. You are, you are a vamp. Do I, do I see any like vampire teeth at all? He has no fangs or anything oh, like this. He looks like, he looks oh. like a person. Yeah. You are an ally. Don't call yourself a familiar. You are an ally, a friend. An ally. Hmm. There is so many, nope. Anyway, um, <laughs> make the joke, make any joke. I don't know what you're gonna say. <laughs> so, as an ally, does that mean I also get to celebrate on the month? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, charging in from miles away. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he, okay, okay, okay. He's he only disguised. He's, he's like right now. He may be an ally outwardly, but inside. <laughs> Kill them. Um, <laughs> also, I need to write down uh, Axor so I don't forget this. <laughs> I need to write that down. I'm I'm thinking Axor, like Haxorus, the Pokemon, and so I'm gonna try not to put an H because of Haster. Uh, I'm trying my best. I'm spelling it how uh, Haster would spell it, <laughs> which is like spelling uh, uh, like uh, uh, spelling almost like someone coughing. A C K S R, Axer, but Axor. I like that name. Actually. Yes, the three of you, Axor, uh, Morgrid, and Rias. Uh, you can see Mave off in the distance, feeding on three different trees at the same time. Uh, almost looks as if she has passed out. How far away is she? Realistically, probably about maybe, probably about ninety to hundred feet away. Uh, okay. I'm gonna cast message and whisper something to Maeve to see if she answers back, as I can see her lying there. So I cast message and I whisper, Maeve, Maeve, are you awake? Maeve is not awake. <laughs> so I I pick up speed and start running because I'm concerned because I see my friend laying on the ground. I start booking it when you'd start booking it faster. So I'm going faster too. One accent. I am running with friends. <laughs> <laughs> this very Terminator run, just very mechanical. <laughs> Absolutely. Part of me thinks it's like the cloudy chance of meatballs running too, but... 
<laughs> Flint Lockwood! <laughs> Maeve! <laughs> The three of you make it over to Maeve uh, as Maeve is essentially just lying there with vines from three different trees uh, latched onto her forearms, uh, one of which almost seems like it's wrapped around her neck uh, with the end of the tendril just stabbed. God, is she being drained herself back into... uh, I don't know if that's possible. Um, Uh... Can, uh, can, does anybody know anatomy better than I would? I don't really know it well. <laughs> what? My ear starts ringing. Prior to like A, reading the book and stuff, is there some kind of check like that is anything but intelligence that Hoster could use to like figure this uh, out? Because I feel like. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was going to say, can I, could I, could I do medicine or something just to see like if like Maeve is being like uh, a. Attack, not attacked, but like harmed by these at this point. Yeah, uh, you can either do medicine or survival. Oh, I'm doing survival then. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna use an inspo on that because that's an eight. Are you kidding me? It did 20 and then it just stopped. Uh, 11. With an 11, have you ever used these trees yourself, Exor? Uh, I think Hoster has been present for lots of people using them. Because I don't think Hoster can use, like Hoster the form they're in now could, but I think uh, Hoster being like more gelatinous and whatnot and and not a humanoid, um, Hoster doesn't really have a a way of letting them do their thing. Um, But I think Hoster has seen like a lot of people come out here and stuff. That's why Hoster was very much like the, oh yeah, this is the artificial blood stuff. So with an 11, you don't believe at least the ones on the arms are doing any harm, but maybe the one around the neck. Um, I think Hoster is just gonna, uh, Axor, Axor is going to, uh, just, uh, pry that one off and try and put pressure on the wound. Maeve, you are in the middle of having a dream. In this dream, you are seated on this black sand beach with black water lapping up against your legs as you lie there and off in the distance you can hear the sound of a hammer smacking something metallic in the background you look up to the sky there are no stars it is just this black void and as you stop and you sit up for a moment you feel like you're about to wake from the stream off in the very far distance you see this single red point floating above the water and around it there's something and you're not quite sure but it seems like there are 20 of these things floating around it as immediately you're <gasps> woken you see Morgrid and Rias around you and this human uh, you can roll a perception on this uh, 14. With a 14, you're not sure who this is. Um. Don't, don't mind our friend, uh, new, new friend, Axer. He's, he's been very diligent. You were dying. Thanks. And Maeve's just gonna, like, you know, stand up and take the, the other vines off and just start continuing on to leave. 
as you take the two vines off, the rest of you can watch as those two specific vines that came off the two different trees kind of like wither up and start just like doing weird convulsions as the trees start to sag, appearing to be fully drained. Oh, poor things. They will restore. There's people who tend to these so that they will. This is a last effort in case the farm fails. Or so I keep being told. Well, that's a positive. Of course, with these being drained, we probably should start to think about heading out. Maeve, there's a lot of... I don't want to just preach to you. Do, you. do you want to hear out how I would like to approach this personally? It is on the more selfish side since it is me requesting something of you who had just gone through something very traumatic. I will listen, but I don't... I, I'm not going to make any promises. All I ask is for the ears. Thank you so much. Kind of picking up where I was before in, in the hall. I don't think anybody, including Hoster, had any desire to do what had happened to you. I, I look around out here. Do I see anybody else out in the uh, around with the trees here, just in the distance anywhere? Just looking around, you do see the Watchers, uh, which are those wraith-like figures that kind of haunt this woods. Um, but they, they're far away. You're looking at like 150 to like 300 feet away. Okay. If he didn't want to, that almost makes it worse because he had no control over it. And I don't want to be put in that position again. I understand. Absolutely. And I, I know that you guys, I know that you guys are, are, are traveling to go do something um, I will, I will travel with you at least until, you know, where you, your, your business is to be conducted. Um, but I will not be helping you conduct said business. And then once, once we are, once we are there, we can, I'll figure out what, what, what I'm going to do, but I'm, I, I'm I, I can't, I can't go back. I yell from like 15 feet away. So you're saying you'll travel with us? Uh, just until the next spot, yes. That's more than... Not that I was expecting, but... More than I feel as though would be worth giving to not... It's only because I'm weak right now, and I don't know if I could make it through the woods alone. Listen, Maeve, if, if I have to deal with this group of people, you have to deal with this group of people, too. Okay. Charming. I just appeared behind y'all. <laughs> the group of the group of people is not the problem, you know, excluding Hoster from that sentiment. Um, but the fact is, I'm I'm not going to continue to try and stick around the Bastion when, you know, I know that I sort of went crazy, but I made up for it, and I I I, I brought. I brought back more food and I didn't I didn't take any of it on the way back and they still decided to lock me up and starve me. So um 
and again, like I, 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 I can't get over how, how long I'm, I might have been down there had, you know, the wall not crumbled. I, I don't know, and I don't know how long I could have. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm, uh, I struggle a little bit. Um, it didn't always used to be that way, but uh, it is what it is, and that was a little bit too close for me, and I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So I'm just, I can't go back. Well, you might like where we're going. Are there people? Oh. Uh, yes, but there's also a whole bunch of vampires who you might actually like. Nothing to do with the Bastion. As far as I'm aware, they actively hate them, so. Ooh. Okay, well be. then those might be my people, so let's go. I rather thought that we were your people, but... Fair enough. Uh, In time, we can earn that again. Possible. Yeah. <laughs> All I, I, don't, want I, don't, I don't think you can be my people if you're working for the Bastion at this point. We're just um, working. No one said we're working for anyone. No, we're just a group of people to be dealt with. As Morgrid put, right? Let's get on the road, shall we? As Axer starts to walk forward. Ah, oh, that guy's a little sensitive, right? <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! I'm just gonna glare <laughs> at Mogret as I walk past. Uh, I I stay back with with Maeve for a second. I don't think I have any trust for those above myself in power in this structure here myself. But in that, I see maybe not opportunity. God, if it was opportunity as walking forward. Um, if there's anything that I've learned through time and learning about power dynamics of, uh, maybe it's not comparable in, in different, different planes, but if there's anything I've learned is that there's always the opportunity for a vacuum and a vacuum needs to be filled once there's an opening. If there's anything that we might be able to do to kind of flip the situation and maybe in turn save Hoster from his, seems like a curse on him under the mother's protection or mother's due, whatever she does, I might want to seize that myself and not take over for in front of everybody, take above everybody, but I'm trying to grow you know, I, uh, so I, I appreciate that sentiment. Um, however, I don't give a shit about what does or does not happen to Hoster at this point. So that it, I, I'm just trying to get to the next, next checkpoint. And after saying that, Maeve is going to start walking. Well... I, I start to, to flutter up and I'm going to let you be in just a moment. <laughs> but if you decide you want a shot at dismantling an oppressive establishment, I will give you any opportunity I can once I find one. And I flutter up. Maeve makes note of that. <laughs> The... Um, oh, go ahead. I'm going to walk next to this tall, handsome stranger and be like, 
Sir, what's your name? Axer. Nice to meet you. I'm Astrophel. It's nice to meet you, Astrophel. We're going to need to work on that doggy pie. Human smiling. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Um... I would like to take out of my bag uh, something that I started whittling a couple of days ago and would like to think in the in the downtime that we had have finished it. Um, it is a, a small wooden duck. Uh, and I just uh, offer it up to Axa, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you. Why? Well, it's your birthday. I suppose in more ways than one. Uh, Axa kind of uh, looks at a... Uh, a crumpled little uh, paper hat in their pocket because canonically, I message Drew, it is uh, at, uh, Hoster's birthday, and Hoster's one thing he's allowed is to wear a paper hat uh, uh, and uh, just kind of like feels it in his pocket. Uh, and at the nearest puddle, like while uh, Astrofell's not really looking, just flicks it out of his hand and throws it into there. Uh, holds the little duck. Thank you. No worries. Now, would you like to practice that very human smile again? No, but yes. <laughs> okay, so what you want to do is a little less rictus and a little more, uh... Rick? Rick? Who, who is Rick? You know what, never mind. Uh, and I am going to spend the journey <laughs> just trying to teach my new friend, new friend, uh, how to emote better. Because you see, Axel, you gotta use more maxillary. Maxillary. It's just here. <laughs> Who is Max? God damn it. Who's Larry? <laughs> Who are Max and Larry? What are we doing with them? Wait. Max and Larry? Wait. Isn't that a sitcom? Wait. Just don't tell me. I want to be surprised. <laughs> what do they have for me? <laughs> The five of you are moving south. Um, I assume to uh, where you were told to go in Silburn. Uh, there hasn't been a concrete plan on which path you're taking, whether it be through the mountains, over the rivers, uh, through normal trade routes. There are multiple options, uh, but currently you are moving south through the Sanguine Oaks. Uh, as you get to certain parts, you kind of have to like side skirt because there are drop-offs in large cliffs and plateaus uh, to get off of this. Um, but you are all pretty much, pretty at least with Astrophel and uh, with Rias flying up above, you get a pretty good layout of this area as you're able to get yourselves out of the Sanguine Oaks again uh, in a different direction than you had gone to mid-set prior. As you find yourself past the last plateau you see rolling hills for a while off in the distance and the rolling hills you can now actively see way off in the distance multiple miles away 
you can start to see where the shadows cease and the sunlight begins over some more rolling mountains and or rolling hills as they go into tall very smooth tree covered mountains in the distance feels like it's been so long since i've seen light like natural light not cast from someone's hand from the ground under a sunlight hand. yes how long has it been for you Oof. a couple hours feels like it's been a few hours but also feels like it's been millennia but it has actually been not too long i admit uh, how how long has it been since we initially set out for mid-set came back and we've only been back for a couple days and then departed again i would um, say from the time that you were turned into fledglings until this point now it's almost been a solid two weeks yeah only only a single fortnight you gave me that never cared much for the sunlight myself so i haven't really missed it Feels so well it felt so good on my cheeks i'm not telling you which ones <laughs> both uh, so when i would fly around normally around springtime where where i'm from it was very spring very very primavera and 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 warm and fluttery and i think i'm going to miss that quite a bit because i have not seen that in, in years now this is a touch back into feeling like it's nostalgic but it was two weeks ago fuck okay say uh what's what's our plan of of attack are we going mountains are we are we trade routing um is there a preference anybody has in particular well, if we go trade route, we can keep fed. Feeding without penalties? Feeding without penalties. <laughs> that feels better. Good. That one. That route. <laughs> Mostly for Maeve's sake, not mine. Honestly, it might be the safest approach, too. Um, I know that the mountains themselves are... They're always considered a formidable barrier uh, to make your way through, make your way over, under... Have, <laughs> God forbid you have to go under. Uh, but I'm all right with trade routes. That's that's keeps my palate fed. I, I had nothing going for that. Yeah, trade routes it is. Who knows them? Because <laughs> I don't. And we roll? Yeah. Uh, Let's see if we know the routes. Yeah, I would say history. Uh, Morgrid and Astrophel, I'm going to say are at advantage as most likely you two would have been the ones that would have traveled these trade routes prior to uh, becoming vampires. Could potentially, could I roll survival to see like just what looks like sounds the safest area wise? Absolutely, and Maeve, you could also do a nature um, as you have a, the Sanguine Oaks itself is a higher elevation than the area around it. The Sanguine Oaks is technically a plateau um, so, at towards the base of it, uh, you still are elevated enough to see miles into the distance. I got an 18 on that. Okay. 16. 21. Okay. 9. 15. <laughs> I'm going to start with you, Rias. Rias, as you're flying in the air, there is a small raven <laughs> as it comes and smacks into your chest as the rest of you... <laughs> 
for Maeve, <laughs> there Bird is... Bird strike! Bird strike! <laughs> Bird strike! Ah! I'm gonna go land in the river! Is it the Hudson? No! <laughs> Maeve, as you look from the base of the plateau of the Sanguine Oaks, you know that there are... Do, do, do. Things. Good things. Here we go. I found the things. No, I didn't. I didn't find the things at all. Nope. Nope. Does the 12 hit the raven? Actually, yeah. Yeah, it would. Bird AC, man. <laughs> there That's we nine go. damage from a hand axe. <laughs> As, here we go. Finally, Maeve, looking off in the distance, following the trade routes uh, would lead you, you know, in a safer path. However, you've been able to look at the natural area around you. You've heard of the names of these woods. There's the Limea Woods, uh, which would be directly in front of you, uh, which kind of goes into the Kios River that comes from the Bihorn Basins. Uh, going over that would get you into the Liren Woods, and then you would have to not cross the Anastal River, which would be the largest river in the area. That would probably be, in your opinion, not necessarily the safest route. Uh, however, it would might be the quicker route than going trade route. However, with Morgrid, Astrophel, and uh, Axor, uh, the trade route is going to offer you food, relative safety uh, in the Shadowed Lands. Um, however, it's going to take a little bit longer to get there. That just means more time for feeding. You also know Astrophel with, I believe, a 21 you had? Mm-hmm. You'd be passing by... You could either choose to pass by mid-set and not go through it, which is where y'all were just just were. Uh, then that would take you to Pike Spell, down to Rosenton, then finally to Silburn, which was your final destination. Um, there is an alternative route going from mid-set to Pike Spell to Vinwich to Silburn, uh, however, that would be a much longer route. I'll take the the quicker route that doesn't involve us having to deal with the consequences of our actions just yet. And I believe in the world info tab uh, for in the cast space, there should be images for uh, world map. So you can see the mm -hmm. places I just described. I'm trying to find exactly where we are on the map. So um, you would be uh, the Sanguine Oaks. Uh, so that is going to be in near the northeast, underneath the Haven Mountains, uh, beneath Waston. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was you're on that southern side, um, almost due south of the actual bastion itself on the map. Uh, so you'd be in the middle of that trade route, a very seldom used trade route. Uh, as it goes right through the Blood Ray Bastion. With with that quick route comes risks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Basically. That's actually hilarious. I, I I really like the idea of just people who are like, well, we gotta. <laughs> and then they just never return. That's it. Like, the people. What? The, My delivery is gonna be late if I don't take this shortcut. We must take this shortcut. People of Mulderby and Waste are just like, we're so isolated. Hey, this is Uber Eats. Unfortunately, your driver was eaten by vampires, so your food's not gonna make it. Sorry. Sorry. No refund. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> also, while we're traveling at any opportunity, once uh, it's more practiced, uh, going up to Mabe with like a blood vial is just like awkwardly like thirsty. Mabe is definitely like gonna be looking at this guy, but like, sure, and like, you know, very questionable, but she's gonna take it, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks. The vials you're given are uh, the the ones that keep the blood warm and safe. Uh, so it is a quite nice experience. Uh, Maeve, you yourself have not had a long rest. Uh, you are still feeling pretty shitty. Uh, you might have most of your hit points back and you might not be hungry anymore, um, but you're definitely feeling the effects of the torture you endured. Probably walking kind of slow. <laughs> Do you want to stop to rest? Um, at some point, but we can we can keep going for now. Okay. And unless, unless there's a, you know, unless this is a great place to rest, you know, we can we can keep going. Can can Axer glean from like? Maeve's like general demeanor right now does it look like Maeve is gonna start getting like not good hungry of like like is 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 this gonna start if we keep going further is this gonna start fucking Maeve's day up taking a glance at uh Maeve yes uh you I'll give you the best description as you look at Maeve her nose is still like kind of broken to the side slightly there are scratches and scrapes all along her skin. There are, it, it's odd, you wouldn't imagine uh, an undead getting bruises and things like that. However, it's it's a very like deep, deep red underneath the skin in some places, uh, which is abnormal for Maeve, with Maeve being a changeling and having this generally like translucent white skin. I think once we reach like Probably not even that much farther. Um, I would like to stop to rest. I'm not like all of you. I need sleep. Um, so if I am to be helpful, I will need time, if that is all right. It's fine by me. Yes, please. I will set up a camp sight like humans do and um you know what i'm gonna roll survival just to see if uh mm -hmm. okay 15 yeah okay so like he's been camping a couple times i think he just kind of like goes uh and like <laughs> just like rips a tree um like in half or something and then just kind of starts burning it and then throws a sleeping bag beside it rest well vampires it just sinks into the sleeping bag maybe gonna whisper over to, to Morgura be like where did this guy come from like where did he actually come from because he's a little bit weird right like uh, is he supposed to be our, our, our traveling snack or something like what what's his deal I know we're not supposed to snack on him uh I think he's with Rias I'm not sure I'm not sure how we met him um but yeah no he's he's fine don't worry about it I think at, at this point, Maeve is actually going to start to realize that Pastor is not in the party. Um, so I think she's she's going to start asking about that. Be like, okay, well, is he supposed to be 
like Hastert's replacement. Like why, why is why is he not here? Why isn't he on, on this trip with you guys? I you said suppose... you would travel with him. Yeah, but I'm 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 also trying to leave leave the Bastion, and aren't you guys doing something for them? You know, I I, I don't understand why why I would have been prioritized over over him when I'm leaving, yes. and he is a very integral part of that establishment. Is otherwise occupied. That's all that I know. Okay. Well, I guess as long as he's not here, it's fine. Don't care. I do want to mention, Maybe. though. I do want to mention, Maeve. He feels really, really, really bad for what happened. I mean, I'm not one for all of this mushy-gushy emotional stuff between, like, friends, but... I can even tell that he is torn up from the inside out about what happened, and I don't think he wants to do that anymore. Anything like that. I'm not sure if this is more of a forgiveness type of situation or just not being able to feel safe and trusting being around Hoster at the moment. I I understand Maeve's side, I think. Am I, am I correct in saying that it's not betrayal, but you just there's just an unpredictability and an unsafeness to your own well-being? I kind of think it's all the things, you know. Um, I, I started to, I started to think that, you know, maybe, maybe we were all gonna, you know, be friends, and I could find maybe a new, uh, a new group. But you know, I, I took care of all the friends that I could probably have. So maybe it was, it was wrong of me to assume that the people who took me in after being turned uh, could, could be that. So are you saying you don't trust us? Um, I just don't trust the Bastion, and you guys are still working with them, if not for them. So, so that's you why don't I, trust I don't... I just, I would like to be clear yeah. about our situation here, that's all. Um, I definitely have, um, some concerns, yes, just general. That's absolutely fair and valid. I mean, I don't trust you, I've only known you two weeks. That's fair. The first day we met, I had to talk you down from ripping a man's throat out. Like, I absolutely do not think any of us should be trusting any of us. We've known each other two weeks. And we are vampires. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. That tracks. <laughs> I think at this point, Maeve is just gonna, like, plop down on the ground and probably just go to sleep. <laughs> Hester, this fire you've made from ripping half a tree and setting it in a blaze, um, it's rather bright in this dark area. And Maeve, you go to settle down for sleep. What are the four of you doing? Esther Morgrid, Rias, and Asterfell. I... I think Rias is looking for different... Uh, components around to see if there's anything he can learn or any any more magic he would be able to to begin casting uh, essentially trying to take the the time to to learn any new spell he can through trial and error of, of what's what's in his environment whether or not it's, it's successful or not anything he can try to do to, to further that while he's getting ready to to do long rest stuff um I am keeping a very keen eye and ear and nose on all of our surroundings in the forest to make sure that we are not being followed or observed. 
and Hester and Astrophel. After you. Uh, I think Astrophel is going to go for a little walk, find a suitable distance away from the rest of the group, find a tree, and just start punching it. Which isn't going to end well, because Astrophel's not particularly gifted in the strength department. <laughs> Probably gonna end up with some broken fingers, it's fine. Everything's fine. Don't phone the fire department. It's all about the micro fractures. It's fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like Mortal Kombat, the extra A things, but it's just you every time you hit it. So instead of like a, the, it's just oh, <laughs> fuck. Sorry, I misheard the fractals comment from last time as fractures. And, uh... I love fractures. The bones do that though. After. Yeah, start yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I'm gonna roll a d4 and see what kind of tree you're punching. Incredible. It is gonna be an oak. Um, That's gonna be rough. That's gonna be rough. Uh, would you like a strength check at disadvantage? I would. Incredible. Fucking oak, man. It had to be oak. <sighs> Out of four, you got oak. So I rolled a five. Mm -hmm. So that's a three. <laughs> what are you, Haster, rolling anything for intelligence? Am I right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Astrophel, you've made your way uh, about how far away from the rest of the party would you say you currently are? Uh, how far? Be, uh, the Far enough that Morgrid wouldn't know, notice me or know what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, so I believe Morgrid has 60 feet of dark vision uh, beyond that. Uh, it is very, very dark here. Uh, so I would say you're probably about maybe a hundred, hundred or so feet away. Um, and there, there are like dead trees around to kind of block the view of where you are as... And yeah, I didn't start punching one of those. Nope. <laughs> as you're just unleashing like this, this, this inner rage or anger that you have. Uh, whether it be at the situation or the people you're with and you're just unleashing this it's not doing anything if at all to the tree you are feeling this effect on your fist and with each punch you make you take two bludgeoning damage as you keep going at the tree how how long are you going to be doing this for looking at my my hit points and i'm like i know exactly how many punches that is would I stop before that point? Because <laughs> it's not that many. Um, I think I probably would stop before it killed me. Uh, thankfully, we'll say a good like six or seven punches. Okay. Um, I am now below half health for anyone keeping track. Um, and I am desperately trying to keep myself from screaming. Um, but there is also an element of this is probably the first time in a good six months to a year that I felt anything. And that's kind of, I think Astrophel's kind of okay with that right now. You, you kind of, you get that last punch in and you just kind of stop and you're, you're stopping yourself from letting out this, just this, this scream. As you take a look down at both your fists, they are bloodied, bleeding. Um, you're pretty sure you at least broke part of your ring finger. 
if not also your pinky as well as you just kind of the pinky as you kind of just stand there and crunch your fingers and you feel this pain this something like you just stated that you hadn't felt in a very long time you're you're feeling something and whether that be a positive for you or a neutral feeling it's something it's something that's happening to you Esther, what are you doing? So during the whole conversation, while everyone was talking about Haster uh, near the campsite, Haster was laying on his side, listening, fully awake, conscious for all of it, um, and uh, digging himself in his sleeping bag. Uh, Haster pulls out the picture from the wall of him with all his pals, and on all of them draws angry eyebrows and then crosses Haster out of the picture. Um, and as he does that, Haster starts to, as the time would wear off, um, in the quiet, he reverts back to his form, staying as diminutive as small as he can. Happy birthday to me. It's almost over. That's okay. And a slow tendril reaches out from the sleeping bag and throws the crumpled paper into the fire. And then Oster's head pokes out and he blows out the candle and retreats to the sleeping bag. Hester, as you retreat into your sleeping bag, there is a brief but momentary flicker of light from inside your sleeping bag. There's something in there with you, something that wasn't in there before. Hoster's gonna check what it was. What's going you, with the brief flicker of light? There's a. You, there's a. <laughs> you. Hoster wants to say there's only room for one in here, um, but Hoster doesn't say that. <laughs> you move your hand further into the sleeping bag as you pull out a small vial. This vial, as you look at it, was not in the sleeping bag prior, and there's a small little card tied onto the top of this vial. Small little piece of parchment that's been folded. Pastor's gonna open it. As you open it, it says, Happy birthday, dearest. And then there is no signature on the bottom. Pastor, seeing this, looks and looks at the vial and then looks at the ring and Pastor puts the vial away and just lays there quietly. Pastor doesn't dream. Oster doesn't really sleep, so he just waits the night out. Maeve, as you begin to fall asleep, you begin to go back into the dream you were having when you were in the Sanguine Oaks. It starts with nothing except for darkness around you as you feel this warm water start lapping up against your legs and you start hearing these wave sounds around you. As you kind of Put your hands down on the ground next to you and kind of like crunch up the ground. You can feel it. It's a very fine sand. You uh, begin to look around again. You're back where you were on this black sand beach with the black waters moving around you. As you take a look off into the distance again, you again see that small bead of red light with something floating around it. It's way off in the water. And there's still that sound of a... of something metallic hitting something else metallic in the distance as you sit there is this a lucid dream like do i have any sense of control 
during this or it or am I just you know looking at what's happening you might feel the fact that you're able to sit and grab onto the sand it's very tactile you feel it you can you can feel the warmth of these waves you've had dreams before but you don't recall having a dream like this before to where it felt so real okay so quite possibly it could be a lucid dream okay um uh, can i try to to look around or mm -hmm. get up or anything yeah yeah as you move to get up and you glance around what is drawing your attention the most is it the red bead of light over the water? Is it the sounds of the metallic clanging? Um, I think, I think it's the the sound of the the clanking that is, like I like I'm I'm definitely interested in in what's above the water, but I think right now like, what's causing that sound. You glance over at this red bead of light and move your way and look up the beach. As you do, you see this small green flame, almost like a campfire that sits there. And there appears to be a figure with a hammer smacking down on anvils. Occasionally, you'll see small little lights lift off and carry on. This figure I... appears in a black robe with a cloak over top. Do I, like, is there any sort of, like, sense of familiarity with this being? I would say no. Um, how far how far away are they at like right now from where I am? Probably good about 160 feet. They're they're pretty okay. far up the beach. Okay. Um, Maeve's gonna start trying to to walk that way. You start moving your way. The sand is it's soft but it's compact as each footstep makes another step. When you move, you can hear the sound of the waves crashing onto the beach. You keep moving your way, the sound of the metallic clangs getting louder and louder. And before you're right in front of this person, around them you see this small campfire. There's an anvil as they're hitting a hammer on it. And occasionally, like I said, you see that little light flicker off. There's four benches that are have been made out of logs that have been halved. And they're on their own little stand. There's some rocks around. Occasionally, you might see a small white crab that skitters across the sand. As the last hammerfall hits the anvil, this figure stops and turns to look at you. They have this fabric over their eyes and a hooded cowl over top. You see this feminine-looking person pick up this green orb, look into it, and look up at you. The last words you hear are, You're not meant to be here. Not yet. As she blows out, there's this cloud and smoke that covers into your face and your eyes. We'll get back to you in a little bit. Mordred, you've been sitting standing watch for the rest of the party. You know there is one person unaccounted for, Astrofell. As Haster and Maeve remain at camp, most likely sleeping. Rias is off reading books. What are you doing? I, <clears throat> I think I'm uh, 
as I'm sitting here kind of just staring out into the darkness, I'm having having a lot of thoughts over the past few weeks and having a little bit of a, an existential moment where it's, it's kind of all setting in that I'm not who I used to be. I'm something else entirely now. And these people are not family. They're not friends. They're the closest things to friends I've ever had. I'm, I'm having an issue with what Maeve is going through and what we're doing. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, what is, what is the purpose of all of this? It, you know, are, are we just meant to serve as, as these new creatures that we've become? Or, or is that all that this life is going to be? Um, you know, what is it? We do this task, we take it back to the Bloodright Bastion and then get sent out on, an, on another task. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of sitting here and having these thoughts to myself. And I'm really unsure of what the future is going to hold and... I'm really unsure of of where my loyalties lie, if anywhere. Um, yeah. As you're having these thoughts and you glance around at the, the group, can you roll me a perception? 18. With an 18, you're 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 sitting with these thoughts and you're also trying to keep a keen eye and ear to any any noises or sounds or sights that you see and you stop for a second and you think you see something off in the trees and you glance the other direction you see it again you see what appear to be red eyes off in the woods that are staring all in your direction you finally hear the sound of a twig snap as a figure walking with Astrophel approaches your camp. As they get into more of the light, you can see a wand being held up to the side of Astrophel's head. And that is where we're going to take a break. Oh, hey, it's post-editing Drew here. How you doing? You enjoying the show? I sure hope so. Well, hey, I'm just stopping by during this little break to let you know we're going to have a giveaway going on. You've got not one, but two chances to win a set of dice. So we're giving away two sets of dice over on our Instagram. So at Dicey Encounters. And uh, yeah, you should go go check it out. And if you're already listening here on Spotify, you already got one entry. So you might as well go check it out. So again, if you want a chance to win some dice, go over to Dicey Encounters uh, over on Instagram. The giveaway goes live this Saturday, the 16th at noon noon eastern time but all right enough of this let's go back to the show as we return back into it morgrid this person that appears with astrophel with the wand holding it to astrophel's head uh very much a black brim like long like brimmed uh witch hat with these little red sigils that run up very tattered black clothing and it goes into almost like very robe-like as you see different like medallions and things hanging from different belts and straps across them 
their face you can't actually see that well, but you do see the glaring red eyes over top as they stand there and look into the group. You also notice Astrophel is now bleeding from the hands and now also from the face. Okay. <clears throat> do I recognize their robes or anything on them or what type of beings they are. You can roll a history. However, this will be a disadvantage. History at disadvantage. I'm going to go for it because I don't know what's going on. I got a 19 and a one. Uh, change that one to a 19. Important. <laughs> yep. With, with a 19, this you don't know entirely too much about this group. You've heard about them. You've heard the name Nightwatch. This is a collective group of monster hunters, and they're known to be all around the world of Dacus. They specialize in taking out vampires. Oh, anyway, I started blasting. Um, <laughs> Can I take a shot I... in the dark what the lead one sounds like? Yeah. My brothers of the Night Watch. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to slay monsters beyond the wall. Um, I know okay. some things. So... I know three things, okay? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> For a show I've never even watched, I still somehow managed to use names. Great. You know nothing, Hasta. I know. I, I have a full intelligence. Don't point it out. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to do something, but I don't want to do anything stupid. Okay. I'm trying to figure out... <laughs> All of this thought in my head is taking place in a matter of a millisecond, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, wanna preface with that. How close are they to me? With, well, how close is the one that has Astrophel? 60 feet. Uh, just for clarity, how many individuals are there? When you were ambushed, Astrophel, you noticed five. Can I? Mm hmm Can I go ahead and just, uh, Fire a little firebolt at the guy that's got Astrophel. You can. Everybody roll initiative. <laughs> Fuck yes. Maeve. And... You're still asleep. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna have you okay. hold off on initiative real quick as you're still in the dream. Okay, well I already rolled it. Am I gonna have to roll it again? Nope. Later? Just keep that keep okay. that roll that you got. And then just hold okay. on to it. Alright. I got my handy dandy piece of paper. ASMR. All right, do we have 25 to 20? Oh. All right, what is 20. yours? 20. Nat 20? No, dirty 20. Okay. All right, we have beautiful. Do we have 20 to 15? Yes. All right. 17. All right. 15 to 10? Yes. All right, what we got? Uh, 10 and maybe 15. Also 10. 13? 13. 13. 13. All right, so we, uh, who has the, I would assume, Haster, you have the higher decks. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, plus four. <laughs> Take it. Okay, Morgan. 
fire off your firebolt. It's a five. Okay. So as you go to fling this firebolt out of instinct, it shoots off. However, it just whizzes right by the person that is standing there holding the wand up to Astrofell's head doesn't look phased at all as you hear this as you all begin to hear branches moving and snapping around you all around you Astrofell, it is your go you are currently uh, grappled but not fully restrained can one of my hands reach a little component pouch? I would say so Incredible. I'm gonna shove my hand in, find the one thing that I need, which is a thumbtack, and then I'm going to jab it into my thumb and cast Trick or Treat. Uh, I am going to choose three creatures within range, so the guy who's got a one to my head, mm -hmm. and then another two dickheads that I can see that aren't my friends. Uh, and they must immediately make charisma saving throws. Okay. And what is the save? The save is a 14. The two on the outside have failed. The one that is holding you rolled an 18 plus two, so a dirty 20. Fine. The two that failed must roll a d4 okay. and subtract that number rolled from the next attack roll or from the next saving throw they make. So for one of them, it will be a one, and for the other, it will be a four. Man, really set the fucking extremes there. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Uh, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to shit my pants. No, I'm uh -huh. kidding. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> I will... This is a long shot, because I don't know if the person that I am talking to understands this language. Okay. But I'm going to say... In Infernal, dear heart, I need you. And uh, Hasta has uh, inspiration, which is a d6. Perfect. Nothing. Uh, and then I'm gonna stay still, cause this guy's got fucking one to my head. I guess. <laughs> Jeez. The next one is going to be the actual group itself around you. Uh, Haster, you're on deck. And uh, that is a yes to your question, by the way. Uh, and we will get there when we get there. Yeah, no no stress, no pressure. I was just, just curious. Mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, from behind one of them, you can hear this incantation going as daylight has been cast into the middle of this. It seems to be on the actual log that's on fire as daylight erupts around all of you and you're all coated. Another one goes to do a uh, firebolt back at you, Morgrid. With a 13, does a 13 hit? I don't believe. Uh, what is your AC, Morgrid? Uh, 15. 15, so it misses as it <laughs> by you. Uh, another one goes to make an attack at you, Rias. Uh, so you see them move their hand as they flick it out. Uh, you see this beam of white light streak from their finger at you. Uh, however, uh, that is only going to be a 11, uh, to hit. Only 11. Uh, it hits. 
Okay. Wizard. All right. Where's the mage armor, man? Where's the mage armor? Uh, it's prepared, at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. Um, That's going to be 13 radiant damage as this beam of white light <laughs> slams into your chest. Uh, now giving advantage to the next person that attacks you. Uh, with the last one uh, over there, they glance over uh, to you again, Morgrid, as they are going to um, also do another attack. All right. Uh, Morgrid, can you make me a dexterity saving throw? Sure can. I am dexterous. I am life. <laughs> Not 20, bitch. Uh, plus four. All right. Uh, they go to, you see this like, white flame form around your feet as you move out of the way very quickly as where you were standing is immediately engulfed in this radiant light and flame. All right, Haster, you have this potion you were just given. Yeah, uh, ha Haster's gonna s swig that bad boy if I can do that, like, prior to turn if, uh, uh, what, what? It is a bonus action as well to do that, so it'll it's not a full, full action. Mm, do I feel like this is a thing uh, that would benefit me in this moment as I'm looking at it, or could I save it? Honestly, both. Um, you kind of look at it and you're like, well, mm. if it just poofed into my bag, it might be useful for something. Hmm. Haster's gonna save it then for now, as uh, Axer is gonna step out of the sleeping bag, uh, and um, uh, yeah, he's gonna give a good look around. So there are uh, four surrounding you currently. Each of them are realistically probably about forty-ish to fifty feet away. Uh, however, there is the one that is sixty feet away with the wand up to Astrophil. Um, so oh, so there's five. There are five. Okay. Uh, 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 Axer's gonna turn to one of them. You lot of the Night Watch. You don't get a response from the four, however, the one with the one. And what would a human be doing with the vampires? For once, they're best. As his arms start to elongate and grow, they grow long uh, talons. As I'd like to rage, and this time I'm bestial raging. Um, as Haster, uh, I'm not going to go for the main guy. I'm going to make him watch. Uh, I'm going to take my three attacks, and I'm going to go down the line on each of these guys. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Haster runs at the first one. Uh, and I'm going to attack recklessly, because I can do that. Recklessly. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that doesn't hit, but it's fine because it's reckless. Oh my gosh, both brutal. Does an 11 hit? An 11 unfortunately does not hit. Uh, that's fine. I'm going to take another one. Come on. Uh, unnatural 20 that or hit. yeah, okay. Unnatural 20. Uh, so for this fella, he takes, oh, um, that's 13 slashing damage. 13. All right. Is he still standing? Yes. Uh, cool. Then, uh, as, uh, hmm. Oh, I could, could make a little choice here. Do I want to do this or do I want to... No, Haster's had a bad day. Uh, Haster's going to, um, turn to Buddy and then, uh, Fangs are going to appear and then I'm going to, I'm going to try and bite this dude, uh, recklessly. Um, 
23 or uh, not critting today, but still, does a 23 hit this guy? 23 does hit. Cool. Um, Roll some bite dice. Uh, right, so you're on deck next, and then Maeve, you'll be coming in in round two. I think it's... Yeah, that's what that would be for now. Is Maeve uh, actually, like, waking up during all of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is uh, 16 uh, more damage. Is this guy still standing? Yes. Fuck. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, Hoster takes a, a big ol' uh, bite uh, into this uh, person's throat. Or Axer does, rather. Sorry. Are you attempting to drink any of the blood? Uh, no, because uh, don't need to. Just wanted to sink sink my TVs in and just uh, trying to rip them apart. He, he uh, definitely looks hurt. I can tell you that much, um, but still standing. Is that everything for you? Uh, yeah, that's that's me. Rias. I have a question about sanctuary. Um, so the wording on the spell says you you ward a creature within range uh, against attack until the spell ends. Any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or a harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Uh, the spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects. Mm-hmm. Um, would I guess it's not really mu- as much of a question as I was thinking it was going to be. Um, I was going to be asking, would it help at all with any of the grapple? Or if uh, would I know if Astrofell tried to break the grapple, would that break the sanctuary? Because the uh, if the warded creature makes it, an attack, it casts a spell. Okay. If it's a simple break of the grapple, it will not uh, go against sanctuary, and the person with the wand would still actively have to make a wisdom saving throw if they are to attack Astrofell. Uh, Sanctuary would end if Astrofell does make any uh, attacks towards any of the enemies. Perfect. So, uh, and they did. This person didn't go yet, did they? Or it was did it was it with the full group? Uh, they uh, they were actually right after Morgrid. Uh, it appears all they did was give out the whistle. Morgrid. Okay. Cool. I am going to. Um, <laughs> with with learning rope trick, uh, I just snap my fingers, it drops down into my hands, and I get up. I'm like, okay, I'm hurt. I'm not happy. Um, I cast uh, 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 sanctuary on uh, on Astrophone. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I'm gonna fly within 30 feet because it's a 30 foot range, um, and I am then going to um, on the one that got essentially uh, started to get jumped by mm-hmm. uh, Axer, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, cast uh, Toll the Dead, so he has to make a, uh, a wisdom saving throw. Perfect. And Morgrid, you are on uh, deck next, so you'll be the next one going. Uh, that is only going to be a 11. Cool. That is a fail. It's a 1d12 because he's taking damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First time I've rolled my cool pipped D12. That's way too big. It's not going to fu- uh, fucking uh, focus. That's the word. The word fuck came into my mind before. Fuck us. Uh, it's going to fuck us. Uh, it's going to fuck him. Uh, I rolled 12 on that. That is How would you so like rad. to take out this enemy? Uh, I So I, I uh, invoke a rune on my staff when I cast... Um, uh, uh, the sanctuary, the tip of it starts to light up at the end, and then the rune burns off for the day. 
Um, and in one foul swoop, I, as I'm flying over towards Astrofell, swing my uh, uh, staff like I'm hitting a bell, and it reverberates in the air as I stare down the person that had been, like I said, beaten down by Axer. And I say, it's time to stay dead, you fuck. <laughs> and he starts looking crazed because he hasn't had a chance to actually put off his, his abilities in, uh, in, an abil in an area where he feels like there's at least a fight that he can take on. Um, so I love he, it. Now Human smile. <laughs> Fairy smile. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a normal fairy smile. Um, also, I will say, with flying up into the air, I'm probably about 15 feet off the ground at this point. Um, yeah. Uh, Morgrid, you are up next. All right. So, how close? How close are the remaining? Uh... So there are three that are about 40 feet away from you, and then the one holding Astrofell, which is still 60 feet away from all of you. So 40 to 60 feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, that changes what I was going to do. No worries. Everything is on the fly with D&D. &D. Make sure you tune in to D&D &D Beyond, where we do beyond things. Unless oh, we man. don't like D&D Beyond, and then we say, no, no, no. Get out of here, old man. What are you doing? There's a fight happening. There's fire and explosive sounds. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I better get Stay out Stay a while and listen. <laughs> no, there's two of them. Oh, get them out of here. They're too old. No, no. They should stay. We'll need something to eat after this. <laughs> Wait, what? You guys are really vampires? <laughs> um, okay, so I have decided. What have we decided? I am going to cast Thaumaturgy. Okay. Um, as far away as I can, kind of like close to where they are, so I can do up to 30 feet. Okay. So I'm going to do it at 30 feet, uh, but... So parallel to where they are, but somewhere else in the woods. And I'm going to make it sound like there's going to be a low guttural growl and like a howl, like there's a werewolf over there. Ooh, okay. Um, roll me a performance. Werewolf. Werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> the sound. That's the sound of man. So 14 plus 2 is 16. 16, alright. Make them believe in the werewolf in the distance. Surprisingly, uh, all but the one still holding Astrophel, uh, their attention is drawn closer into the woods that way. So, if you go to attack Morgren, just know it will be at advantage, as they are distracted, and that does allow you to do sneak attack. It would, would it be a good opportunity to use a bonus action? Uh, you can use or a nah. bonus action. Uh, as Thaumaturgy is going to be your action currently, uh, you could use a bonus action to hide, disengage, um, Yeah, that's... Dash. I was... Yeah, I was going to use my bonus action to hide. 
perfect. You get over and there's like this little bush and you're like, I am hidden. Uh, and you do now have some cover as you've hidden in the the eyes of these other three are no longer on you, Morgrid. Uh, it is now the person with the wand up against Astrophel's head. Did you choose this life? Is he asking me? Mm-hmm. No. I was not given a choice. Hmm. And who is it you work for? Right now, I'm just trying to survive. As you hear another whistle that comes out, uh, the other three are going to uh, slightly move off and away from the group. Um, not very far, about five, ten feet. Uh, so now you're looking at about 45 to 50 feet away from the rest of the party, and they seem to be spreading out more. Uh, it is now your turn, Astrophel. Hi. Unsurprisingly, I am not built for combat. Uh, However, you are under sanctuary at the moment. Just to be, uh, make that known again. True. I'm surprised my autonomy makes a difference. I thought you considered a monster to be a monster. Maybe. Maybe I could be convinced otherwise. But by the looks of the others, immediately eyeing over to Axor's way, who just, uh, Axor and Rias just ruthlessly killed this one person. This doesn't appear all of you are. You'd be surprised what people will do for the people they love. Hmm. And you do have a wand against my head. It's at this moment the you're still in this grapple, but kind of like just gently takes one step back. Not another word is said. Uh, I'm going to consider that my action. Uh, for my bonus action, I am going to uh, catch Rius's eye and just uh, give him a little wink. Uh, and you are also inspired. Take that. Inspiration. <laughs> It uh, it's a d6 right now, or is it? It is a d6, yeah. yes. The other three, it is their turn. Maeve, you'll be on deck next. Uh, the other three, having lost sight of Morgrid, now focusing solely on Rias and Axor. Uh, let see. Uh, Axor, can you make me a dexterity saving throw? Is it something I can see? Yes. Sweet. That's an advantage, baby. Are you still at reckless? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, this, but uh, yes, uh, if they tank. Uh, that is a 19. You almost had the sixth sense about you as you see this flame, white flame starting to grow underneath your feet as you move out of the way. And the spot you were just standing is again engulfed in this radiant fire. Uh, however, there is still daylight being cast around the group. Uh, just to make everyone aware, um, as you kind of move out of the way, another one comes with a, another uh, attack your way, uh, Axor. My apologies on that. And that is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. That hits. 
As you again watch their finger point out in your direction, you see this white beam shoot out. Uh, that's going to be 19 radiant damage as it slams into you. You're engulfed in this white light now. The last one looks Ow. over in your direction, Rias. Can you make me a deck save? Can make a deck save. Uh, that is a 15. 15. I just like Haster, you have like in this frenzied state you're in, you have almost the sixth sense as you begin to see this white flame lifting up off the ground and you move to move out of the way as it engulfs the area you were just standing. Maeve, it is your go. Um, so is Maeve like just waking up mm -hmm. from this? So, yeah. um, what, what? I guess what can she see? Like how? What is? So as you kind of like sit up in your from your bag, and looking around, uh, you notice there is a uh, a somewhat obscured figure with a large, wide brim, uh, witch's hat with like robes and things, and you see there are three others standing, each of them in a specific like pose, getting ready to do more magics. Uh, the one that you see is holding the wand up against Astrofel's head, about 60 feet away from you. Uh, you can see both Rias and Haster have taken some damage. Uh, however, you look around and don't see Morgrid. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's pretty obvious that this group of people are, like, they're attacking us, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so... Are they all within, like, a 10-foot-ish uh, like, sphere of each other? I would say no. Uh, they're probably around either 15 to 20 feet away from each other, with the exception of the one holding Astrofell, which is a visible, like, at least minimum of 60, 70 feet away uh, from the other three. <sighs> okay. And then Haster, you're on deck next. So, how far away is the one that's holding Astrophil right now? From you, currently like from about me? 60 feet. Okay. So, I am going to cast Wither and Bloom. Mm. Um, but I'm going to center it. Um, if it's possible at all to get multiple, like that's what I would want to do, but I, I think I'm going to prioritize the one that has Astrophel, um, because uh, once I cast it, um, obviously, like, the bad guy is going to have to make a constitution save. Okay. Um, and then, in addition, Astrophel um, can spend and roll one of their unspent hit dice, if they have any, and then regain that number of hit points. Okay, so I'll roll a constitution for them. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be a flat 13. Um, oh, that fails. So uh, they take eight damage. Eight, all right. It is necrotic, necrotic damage. Okay, noted. And that is it. Master. Unless Astrophel has the unspent hit dice. Uh, if you wanted to use that Astrophel, you are more than welcome to. 
<laughs> I figured as much. I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> I like we didn't even roll damage for when they beat the shit out of me, and I was already not doing good. Yeah. So yeah, so you'll get um, that hit dice plus four. Incredible. It's my hit dice. Uh, it should be a D eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> my brain was just like, yeah, is it? Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, I'm gonna drink this. This this uh, this thing I got. What happens, uh, sweet sweet GM? Hester, as you pop the cork open and drink this down as your bonus action, you start feeling the sinew and and muscles thereof begin to gain some strength to yourself. You're feeling more powerful. You're feeling the muscles tighten and contract as you've just drank a miniature potion of hill giant strength this will give you a 21 strength for 30 minutes oh that doesn't change my modifier dang but that's okay that's still cool (laughs) um noted any chance it's hill giant's constitution um uh i'm gonna start uh ripping apart this next fella uh okay. just to run to the next one um yeah and uh, on deck next recklessly attacking i'm gonna assume a 24 hits absolutely okay that is uh nine slashing damage is he still standing yes then uh nope um oh okay that's uh 22 hits that is uh 10 slashing damage is he still standing yes damn it uh (laughs) uh that is yeah that's it for 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 me all right uh rias you've watched as the the muscles on uh, <laughs> Exor have kind of like bulged out just a little bit more uh, and just went in ripping and shredding and tearing. Um, there is still the uh, there's still the entity that has Astrophel and there are two others around you. How uh, close are the others that are around me? Because I, I am off the ground at the moment. I'd say um, they're about, both. About so all three would probably be within a 30 to 35 foot uh, zone around you. It's almost very horseshoe styled on how they're like surrounding the group. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I am. Hmm. And then Morgrid, you're on deck. I think, I think, I think, I think. I don't think I have any good bonus actions at this moment. Um, I actually will. Um, I'm gonna use one of those cool little items that um, we had picked up. Something called a crimson amplifier. Okay. Uh, a bonus action. I can push my finger into the uh, needle at the top of this pendant, uh, and it drains a single drop of blood into the pendant, deals one piercing damage to me. So I'll note that I'm down to 10. Um, also note the amount of times you use this as well, please. So cool. that is going to be one. Will do. Okay. 
I'm gonna actually note that right now before I finish talking. In perpetuity. Uh, <laughs> crimson amp. Uh, one use. Okay. That is noted. Um, with that, since it's bonus action, uh, it's going to uh, help me do some damage. Um, I'm going to uh, uh, cast Ice Knife uh, at. Uh, Hast, uh, 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 I'm said Haster because uh, that's that. Um, <laughs> Axer <laughs> is he's is is Axer essentially next to one of them at the moment? Correct, within five feet. Okay, that's probably dangerous to do it that way. Um, he'll probably take him down anyways. Um, I am going to instead. I think I'm going to cast Ice Knife over at not the one that is uh, holding. Astrafel, but the one that is alone, since there's the three left right now, right? Correct. There's one with uh, Haster, two by themselves, and one with Astrafel. Cool. Okay. Um, it will be... Let's see. Oh, I love my spells. I have a high save. Um, okay, I'm going to try to attack that boy. All right. Um, and one thing to mention... Do, do, do. Uh, keep keep rolling as you're doing that. I need to take a look at something while you do that. I'm also going to be looking at something. Um, so I rolled a 21 to hit with my ice knife. Um, if it's going to hit. So, so do Go keep ahead. in mind you are currently yeah. in sunlight uh, and this will oh. be a disadvantage. Thank you for that. I did not keep that in mind. That was a better roll, so I'm going to keep... <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, thank you for the reminder as advantage. The dice are like, we got you, bro. Um, cool. Um, that is actually so much more relieving. I was so worried for a second. Um, so that's going to be uh, for Ice Knife. I have to bounce back and forth between the spell and the Crimson uh, Amplifier. Uh, Ice Knife itself will do uh, 1d10 piercing damage Um and then is going to explode to do 2d6 okay. um, cold damage each. Um, on top of that, the Crimson Amplifier will add 3d4 extra damage to that. Mm -hmm. uh, would it be just to the... It would just uh, be to the original hit. Okay. So let's get these d4 going. I have so many d4 to roll. Uh, it's also 1d10 and 2d6. And you are... Uh, you are attacking the one with Haster or the one by itself? The one by itself. Okay. I don't want Haster to get hit by this. I'll just pull a Drax. It's fine. I can take it. 24 cold damage. What does it look like as you stab your thumb into this crimson amplifier? You watch as a single drop of blood drops into it and you see it radiate this almost like orangish energy that pulses down through your arm into your wand what is what does this look like as you take this person out normally ice knife will be just forming the uh forming the ice out of the moisture in the air but the blood that drips down it pulls in the energy from this uh the ice itself becomes a translucent crimson uh, as this spike starts to, to rotate, rotate and form and sharpen at the tip of the uh, tip of the staff. It launches out, pierces into uh, this, this being's chest directly in the center, almost hitting the heart right on uh, as it rotates, spins through as it stops. 
that explosion of, of ice, it pierces out and his blood as it pops through his limbs freezes in that explosion uh, of that uh, about uh, metal foot range. So he has this spiky, frozen, bloody explosion chest that's very, very much a icy. sub-zero fatality. <laughs> fatality. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Um, anything else you'd like to do? Bonus actions, anything? Uh, that, uh, that was it. The, the, the tiny drop is the, uh, Perfect. action. The the bonus section. Section. Perfect. I fly up 30 feet. Okay. So <laughs> that puts you 45 feet in the air, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, Morgrid, it is your go. You are hiding in the bush. Okay. So <clears throat> from my, from my hiding position, I am who, okay. There's two people left, right? There are two off, so one with Aster, one with Astrofell, and then one final person on the perimeter. So there are three total left. And who is, sorry, how distant are they now? So the one with Haster, you're probably looking within 25 feet. The one by itself, you're looking at about 40 feet away. And the one with Astrofell, you're looking at about 60 feet. So about 20, 40, and 60. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to throw my Bloodsworn Dagger, my melee weapon, at the, uh, person that has Hoster. Okay. Um, and I, but I also, I want to cast Searing Smite okay. on... Okay, so this is an interesting one. So you're in daylight, so it's at disadvantage. However, the, he's with Haster, which it's at advantage, right? And so that kind of negates itself out. However, you're also hiding, which brings it back to advantage. So you can do a sneak attack on this as well. So you have Searing, searing Smite, you have sneak attack, and you also uh, get to do uh, the normal attack. Smite his ass! So do your two hit at advantage. So you're ranged to throw. I uh, should say it next to your dagger. Um, okay. Okay. So, and this is at advantage, right? Yes. To hit with the dagger. Mm -hmm. okay. So I've got a 12 and I've got a three, but 12 plus six is 18. 18 absolutely hits. All right, so now uh, you're gonna roll the dagger's damage, which I believe is 1d4 plus four uh, for you. Mm -hmm. And then Searing Smite is also going to give you uh, some bonuses, I believe, from what I remember. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's two extra d6. I believe so at, at, uh, at our level. Let's see. Searing Smite. Taking a gander. 2d6 and then 1d6 damage at the start of each of the target's turns until the spell ends. Okay, so you're going to roll a d4 plus 4 and then mm -hmm. 3d6. Okay. Yeah, it's a con save at the beginning of each of their, their turns because so uh, they're on fire. Fancy. Yep. Okay, so I roll a 4 a plus 4. So 8 so, so far. 8. And then you said 3d6? Uh, 2d6 at the start, and I'm going to go ahead and roll a con save. Uh, they failed the first con save, so they're also going to take another d4 of necrotic damage from your dagger. And then also we have to add in your sneak attack damage. Rogues are ridiculous. Okay, so, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, do I roll another d4 again? Yep. Roll one more d4. All right, so that was a three. 
All right, so eight, so 11 so far, 11 damage, three of which is necrotic. Okay, and then 2d6. For fire, yep. For fire damage, so I got a two and a six, so that's eight. Perfect. And then your sneak attack damage, uh, which is going to be an additional 2d6. All right. Five and a five, 10. What does this look like as you yeet this dagger at this person Hoster's like been clawing away at? Oh, okay. All anybody sees is like a <laughs> of this like flaming dagger flying out of a bush. In the blink of an eye, it hits the target. And this guy bursts into flames that are like, it looks like um crispy crumbling embers. And he's like, Incredible. Jeez. Jeez, jeez, jeez. Um, all right. So that now brings it to the main one. Uh, Astrophel, you've had this wand pushed up against your temple for what seems like forever as you immediately feel that pressure release and you just hear a... <laughs> as the person disappears from next to you and you're not exactly sure where they've gone. It is now your turn, Astrophel. That feel like magic. It did. But it was going to turn out to actually be a vampire and that would have been like the ultimate like fucking dick move. Um, cool. Uh, I'm going to kind of like put my hands on my thighs like a like an old man who's just gone up the stairs a little bit too quickly. Like, How are your hands feeling? As you do that, <laughs> yeah, crack, it's not crack, good. Crack. There's, there's a series of unhealthy crunches, uh, and I just kind of look down where they're still bleeding, and I'm like, "That's a problem for later." Uh, <laughs> that is a not a right now problem. Um, uh, yeah, can I can I look around to see if I can see where this fuck has gone? Yes. Uh, roll it a perception. That's a nineteen. They are uh, precisely 30 feet behind you, away from everyone. So they're currently 90 feet away from the rest of the group. I'm going to look at them, kind of tilt my head slightly. I, I want to note really quick. I had to fly 30 feet uh, up the around 30 feet away from them to cast Sanctuary. So would I be 60 feet away? Correct. Cool. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Knowing some spell limitations. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna kind of, huh? I'm gonna watch to see what they do next. Okay. Whilst also kind of being in a lot of pain and going, oh, oh objectively stupid ideas today. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> fine. Breathe. Breathe. Breathe through the pain. Breathe through the pain. <laughs> the last one, as it looks to the five of you, you see it. Kind of, kind of move. You see its hand wave as the daylight disappears, and you see them draw up their hands to do uh, this motion about to cast another spell. Uh, let's see. Do do do. There is this this horrible like howling wind that comes from behind them into all of you. Uh, all of you are currently. Let's see. 
my mistake, a little retcon, uh, they've actually moved closer in towards the party, so they're about 10 feet away from Aster, and I'm gonna say it's just Aster, because Maeve, uh, did you, did you get out of the sleeping bag as of yet? All right, um, so yeah, Aster, you feel this, this, this <laughs> 20 mile an hour wind that blows around you, and it's this horrible, like howling noise you're currently deafened uh the flame on the tree has gone out uh and it is currently difficult to rain um and that is what they're doing so they're just holding this like sphere of wind around themselves with you in it it is now maves go after that it's going to be you hester so i so i'm not stuck in in that Mm-mm. cool um are the other people, are they within 10 feet of each other at this point? There's only one person left, uh, other one. than the one that was with Astrophel, and they're currently mm-hmm. about 90 feet away from you. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm just going to try Wither and Bloom again, um, but center it on that other guy. Okay, perfect. Um, and that's a save for them, correct? Yeah, it's a con save. Uh, they failed that. Let me roll another con save for concentration. That's another fail, too. As nice. you cast this spell, Haster, the wind around you begins to dissipate. And that was nine necrotic damage. Oof. All right. They are still standing, and they are still there. Anything um, else you'd like to do? No, nah, I think that's it. All right. Haster. Um... Same old thing, same old, ch- same old song. Uh, Hoster's gonna run up to him and just start bonking, um, uh, recklessly, of course. So this will uh, be added image, uh, as there's uh, no daylight to. Okay, uh, twenty-six hits. Uh, hata. Uh, that is twelve slashing damage. All right. Still standing? I believe they are. Give me two seconds just to determine. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, they are still currently standing. Then another one. Another. Nope. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm gonna question. Do you do inspo rerolls at advantage or just one flat reroll? That's uh, a one and a two. If, oh wait. If you hmm. use an inspo on any roll, if it's at advantage, then yeah, your inspo will be at advantage. Uh, nine won't hit, but what's that bardic inspo at? So D6. 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 Feel like, you know, I'm gonna use the bark inspo and then see, and then I'll use inspo if I need to re-roll the whole roll. Oh, I rolled two of them by accident. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna use, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use an inspo because that's not, that's not gonna cut it. Oh my gosh, another two and another one. Holy, D and D Beyond hates me. Oh my gosh, so uh, that's, today. yeah, no, uh, that's uh, 13 total. Can I also give my bless that I've had from last game? So, would love to. Uh, however, bless are for specific characters given by chat. So that will be s- be stuck to you. Okay. So 13 does not hit, I take it? 13 will not hit. Well, I still have a bonus action attack, so I'm going to attack. Uh, so that's that's uh, that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to bite. Um, oh, my God, that is another one. Uh, but I shit you not. I shit you not. That is two natural ones on advantage. 
That is okay in the in history right now. That is in Hello? one turn. Yeah, I've I've rolled one, two. I've rolled four natural ones in one turn. Just to throw that it out is there when this streams, chat's gonna love you and probably give you something. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm like D and D Beyond hates me. I'm 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 not gonna reroll anything. I'm just gonna grab like a physical I, die. Maybe this is a valuable lesson. I, you in I just want to see. That's a 17 on that, but anyway, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? I used an inspo once this turn. It can't get much worse if I do it again, right? Well, do you want uh, one as a gift? Do I, flying do I, by for a flying guy above? Hey, you know what? I'll take I'll, I'll take one as a gift. I'll take a I'll take a little uh, thank you. Um, I you know let's see. The guy above me. A little meatball. A little delicious <laughs> meatball. Uh, <laughs> that's a 13 or. That's another fucking that one! <laughs> Hell! Hell! Oh my god! That is that is impressive. So I'm assuming a 13 does not hit. Still does not hit. Oh my god. That is that is five natural ones in one turn. That is that's gotta be a record, baby. And Just I can't even say it's made up. That's D D beyond. <laughs> Just a little hint of Aaron Harrison in that room. Well, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, just a, just a little touch of it, you know? Um, oh my god. That is brutal. Uh, yeah, I guess I just sit there. Um, dang. Uh, that's my turn. <laughs> hey, Rice. Hey, Rice. What you doing? Uh, what you doing up there so high in the um, air? I'm I'm gonna try to get as close to 30 feet away from that, that, that fool as I can. Um... I I think I gotta just look down and go, huh, huh? No, okay. And then I, I cast Witch Bolt, <laughs> so uh, it's at second level. Okay. Uh, let's roll to hit. I got your twenty that you wanted to roll so bad. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> but what's the point in? <laughs> yeah, um, I. Don't ne I, whenever I play spellcasters, I don't normally do a lot of spell attacks. It's mostly mo uh, uh, mostly area effector saves. Crits double damage die for spells too, right? Yeah. Okay, good. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. 40, 40, 12. Oh, second level. I love you. Um, it would have been cool to crit once, you know. <laughs> Hey, of all the one. all the three the three the three attacks that I have on a turn, if 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 more than one hit, that would have been really really something. I can't believe rolling one two back to back and then rolling another one. Oh my uh, god, heinous! I, I rolled on the on the <laughs> four d twelves that I'm supposed to roll here. Ten, eleven, ten, and three. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, that's a, it's a fun 34 damage, uh, lightning damage that is going to be on him and I'll reroll future turns. There's no shot this dude. Yeah. I was going to say, no, there's no, there's, there's no, no guy to be damage rerolled on. I'm going to keep it up. <laughs> I, um, Rias, how do you, what, how do you end this guy? I mean, fuck. Uh, I, I like I'm kind of like feral. I was feral for a moment when the blood prick happened, and I was like, ah, 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 blood. Ah. I look back down and I see the the, the swing in this guy like Matrix style, like dodge out out of out of that last, and that stupor I have of 
I've, I don't think I've ever seen somebody dodge that much uh, in one swing. So I, I swoop down. Uh, staff is, I feel like I'm like swinging down, like I'm going to jab it into him, like a, 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 a Legend of Zelda 2 uh, uh, Link down stab thing. I'm still like 30 feet away from him and I stop as like the bolt goes boom. It's like I hit nothing and the bolt comes out falling with my momentum. Uh, and Woof. it like burns, I think it burns a path down his neck, down his spine, maybe even a little hole in the back of his hat if it hits. And then it just crackles in a, like a big uh, 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 Tesla coil right at the base of his spine, right where that tailbone is. And oh man, that, that nervous system is never able to recover and nothing else is able to either because that's, yeah. he's, he's zappy. He's zapped. This is that guy. Morgrid. Shocking, isn't it? There is one person left, it's... 90 feet away. 90 feet. And I will say your dagger is still embedded <sighs> in the one you uh, threw it at earlier. Um, y okay, well. Magical dagger, I should say. I can, I can cast Firebolt up to 120 feet. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, roll the hit on that one. May I use an inspiration? You may. But much better. Dirty 20. Uh, that will hit. 1d10 fire damage. 1d10 fire damage. So, uh, got 10. <laughs> All right. You launch this firebolt at this person and it pops them in the shoulder as they stand there and stare. Astrophel, you've been standing there watching this person. They appeared to be leaving and not engaging in this fight. However, once finally getting hit by this firebolt, you see their arm like move back. And as it does, it brings the wand back around and points it towards your direction. Unleashing a fireball, you see this red beam of light as it crashes in over by Astrophel. Now, I was going to try and react, but the reaction that I have wouldn't work for this anyway, so I guess I'm just going to die. Uh, it is going to be a dexterity saving throw. Guess I'm just going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Is there yeah. any way, like, because Hoster's a tanky boy, like, uh, unless Astrophel's going to kick ass in the deck save, but is there any way, even on top of that, like, I was going to say, can, like, any way of tuck and rolling or anything, like, to, to, to assist, you know, Astrophel not getting turned to ash? I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a way away from me, so that's going to be a, a hell of a tuck and roll. I haven't used any of my movement, though. This is true. However, uh, the order of initiative will not allow it. What if it did? <laughs> what if after rolling five natural ones, I would like I would to be thrown to a that. fucking bone? <laughs> I would love to say that I am a yes and DM, but in this situation. Hey, 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 Hasta. Hey, Hasta. Hey. All three of them. 
Nice. Final <laughs> words of Astrophel. <laughs> I'll throw you a bone as a charred dick flies across. <laughs> is, is this fireball hitting... Like, oh, well, it's a 20-foot radius, so it's essentially going to be a 40-foot span. Who is it? If it's going to be targeted at Astrophel, is it just Astrophel it's going to be targeted? Astrophel, sure you are about 30 feet away from uh, Haster. You are about 25 from Maeve. Or, I'm sorry, no. You're, you're full 60 away from everybody. So, yeah, it is just going to be Astrophel. Okay, I, I also will say I'm down closer to the ground. I don't know if I flew further away to get closer to the one that I had witch bolted. So I might be within 30 to 45 feet, maybe. Um, definitely like maybe 20 to 35, uh, 30 feet off the ground. Drew, 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 just fuck me up. Come on. 21 deck save. Fuck me up. 21 deck save. I right. at least don't feel bad because Sanctuary would not help you here. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, I've got silvery buffs. That doesn't help in this situation either. Fuck. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Uh, you Hit are. Me up with that damage. You are only taking at at half. Uh, you are only taking fifteen fire damage. I'm still. As you see this fireball cast your way, the fire erupts near you, but not directly. You may, Astrophel, can you roll an insight? <laughs> Gonna insight check that fireball like you wouldn't fucking believe, y'all. You think this fireball's lying to you? <laughs> it's full of shit. He's not, he's not even a fireball. Fuck, he's it's, just it's plasma. Nothing, Jesus. Nothing but um, a firebolt. Uh, that's a I'm gonna insight check. With a 12, you know that that fireball was not directly cast on you. Whether that was intentional or not, you're unsure. But it, you know for a fact it wasn't cast directly on you. As you, you all watch as this person raises up a pendant up to their mouth, and you watch their form as it disappears. You are all out of initiative. Yes. I would like to use my action to collapse to the fucking ground with my one hit point. <laughs> Just like, oh, I'm crispy. <laughs> Some of your hair is very much singed. No, I burned it all off. Oh, no. <laughs> Spotify listeners, Rin has recently shaved their head. <laughs> I, I, I I got the pencil earlier and I went to put it in my bun. Oh. oh. Phantom buns. Phantom uh. bun. <laughs> Phantom buns. Um, but yes, you were all out of initiative as Astrophel collapses to the floor. The fire is currently out. Maiden's still in the sleeping bag thing, um, but can <laughs> I <laughs> to sleep? Yeah. roll to see if she gets a whiff of um, the blood that uh, might be available, like from the bodies? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, 
Up for the snacks, but not the combat, huh? <laughs> um, I was helping. Honestly, I can't blame the priorities. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Roll me a nature. Oh, that's a dirty 20. With a dirty 20, you do smell that, like, irony, almost, almost metallic smell in the air. So, as Maeve was about to, like, settle back down and, you know, go back to sleep, you know, she closes her eyes, but then immediately, like, her eyes just, like, open with, like, you know, the hunger, and she sprints out of her, uh, out of the sleeping bag to the nearest source. And are you gonna feed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, make me a constitution save. You know what? Fun stuff. Eleven. As you bite into uh, wherever it is you're biting on the body and the blood starts to enter, you feel it's almost corrosive. It's it's burning as it's entering in. Uh, this blood has been tainted in some way. Well, I'm obviously going to back the fuck up real fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm like, don't drink it. Take, uh, let's see, that's going to be... Uh, 11 acid damage. As you pull back, it's almost as if, like, your mouth itself is letting out, like, this smoke and steam. Like eating a really hot tamale. I, th I think at this point, Maeve has snapped out of it and is gonna just go back to bed. <laughs> That's, Meanwhile, Astrofell is lying on the ground about 60 feet away from all of you. What are the other three of you doing? Fluttering over. I think walk over. Grab Astrofell basically by like almost the, the scruff like kind of thing. Just like pick them up one arm. <laughs> oh, uh, by, by the belt might be better. It's a more balanced weight. Uh, there's I just a slow I have a belt. <laughs> this is just a slow look up at Rias. And it goes back walks and just like basically like um just almost like a what what's what's the analogy I want to use here? Like uh like like throwing a ping pong ball into a sock just into the sleeping bag Astrofell goes. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, and then, uh, just, uh, I think, uh, yeah, Axer just, like, sits down on the ground, spits some blood out. That's, it's, like, immediately as it hits the ground, turns this inky color, uh, and then just, like, starts, uh, like, re trying to relight the fire. Um, Morgred, <clears throat> Morgred steps out from behind the bushes that she was fighting from. Oh, hey, yes, I'm still here, everyone. I walk over to the fallen uh, person that what my dagger was embedded in, and I take out the blood-sworn dagger, and I see the blood, like, glistening on it, and I'm about to, like, lick it off like cookie batter, but then I look over at Maeve, whose mouth is, like, still smoking, <laughs> and I think about it, and I, instead I just, like, wipe it off and stick it back in my belt. As you stick it back into your belt, uh, Morgrid, you hear this sort of faint like almost breath inside your head as you put the dagger 
very much phasmophobia. phasmophobia yeah, very yeah. much phasmophobia style as you place the dagger uh back in. It's just this like unnerving noise in your head. Uh no one else really seemed to notice. Did anyone did anyone just hear that sound? What was that? No one else heard it? Okay. Well it might have been the wind. I did hear a wind go. Well, I can't do it because of, you know, Discord. That's outside of game. But it's like a wind sound I heard in the trees, and there was some rustling, actually. I turn around, and, like, the tree I'm pointing at, it has a little sway to it. It's, it might be wind. I hear wind. What did you hear? It, I'm, like, I'm looking at my dagger, and I'm looking back at the person I drew the dagger out of, and I'm like, I'm not... I'm not really sure where that came from. It sounded like a, a breath a fast breath in my ear. Mm, your dagger draws blood, and it seems their blood is tainted. So, could be the spell or something wearing off, but I wouldn't recommend trying. The rest of you are kind of Maeve, you're in your, your bag, you're Nestled back in, hadn't got your full long rest yet. Astrophel, you have a semblance of this feeling that maybe Maeve has felt recently as you lie in your bag, beaten and broken yourself. Axor, you're relighting the fire, and Morgred, you're confused by this this noise you just heard, and Rice, you're are you still fluttering about? I I think Rice goes back to writing and and trying to craft various spell circles and find components for for possible spells that he might cast in the future. Um, especially after he felt more effective than he ever has in any sort of defense or or fight. There's a point in him that really really liked that that power that that. Uh, the effectiveness, and so he, he's he's gonna continue his search, even though he has a big searing burn from a guided bolt in his chest. Um, he'll probably do that until he falls asleep with like <laughs> decayed mushrooms and pieces of bark on him. <laughs> the lot of you sit at camp, accomplished in your first of mostly many fights, as the night continues on you have no semblance of what daylight is or morning as you're still in the shadows uh however after you know time goes by Maeve, Astrophel and the rest of you uh, that need sleep uh have awoken from your long rest this day you awake you hear no birds chirping nothing of from any of you that have lived outside of the bastion, outside of the shadows, it's unnatural, it's unnerving being here. But for some of you, this darkness feels familiar, it feels like home. You may not be ready to go out into and leave this shadowed land, but you have all awakened with all of your hit points back. I think the first thing Rias does 
he, he didn't set up a, a, a sleeping bag or anything like that. He's used to roughing it in the natures. Um, especially when he's, you know, hard at work at his craft, he falls asleep pretty contently. Um, but in waking up, I, I don't know how to explain it besides, I think this is how a lot of people feel about living in like Seattle, Pacific Northwest, where it's constantly rainy and they don't get sun for more than like 10 minutes every year. Um, <laughs> he, I don't think he has since rested outside in a position where he actually is just waking up to bleak gloom and utter despair, though it doesn't mean him any direct harm. It just, the, the hopelessness of that kind of hits him off the bat and waking up. Is anybody else waking up as I wake up too? <laughs> yeah, I think awake. Hoster, yeah. Uh, for a bit, uh, uh, Axer kind of stepped away and then came back. I think Astrofell, yeah, probably waking up, probably still looks like shit and is fussing over their hair and has taken their least favorite shirt and ripped it into strips and has bandaged up their hands because I imagine, although I have my hit points back, probably still look like shit. And appearances are everything, darling. <laughs> I think Matt Rye... Hardy, like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think Raya sees that everyone's starting to stir a little bit. And once, like, there's, like, eyes open and he can see everyone's awake, he says, Waking up here sucks! Once... <laughs> Does anyone want to play catch with a ball or something like that? No, any, any win? He's saying this kind of jokingly, but, like, there's a, a, a true sincerity of him being, like, Where's the actual fun here? he's going to get up and actually investigate the bodies. Uh, if anyone had any sort of spell books, scrolls, or anything like that that might be able to help him learn more magics, he's going to hunt that down. But he's doing it like... Uh, sweet Pete, quick question. Do you have father issues by any chance? I don't think so. Interesting. I mean, I was I was kind of raised in a community, and I had, had many many parental figures, you know, in, in in certain ways. But it's 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 that was a common thing I was able to experience in this community. Everyone was at least game to game, you know. And, and would you say they were gamers? Oh, they they rise up like a game game person, a gamer would. Yeah, to the occasion. <laughs> Actually, my, my one of my friends was a champion of Pog. You know that game where you had like the little caps of, of usually of milk bottles. <laughs> How fucking dare you bring Pogs into this? Well, he was a Pog champ. <laughs> so Morgrid has an awake. Check the chat. <laughs> Check the chat right now. If there's at least <laughs> one. Pog champ in there. I will self-immolate. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I was about to say until you said that, I was gonna make that one Pog champ's gonna be me. Um, <laughs> do it. Uh, I did not mean to cut you off. I am so sorry. Go ahead, Jane. 
Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> um, Morgrid, she's been dressed for a while now. She's kind of just sitting um, five feet away from where everyone else is laying down, uh, sharpening her daggers and weapons. And she kind of stands up and turns around to Astrofell and Rias, who have been chatting a little bit. And I'm, she just says, more importantly, what the hell was that last night? Where'd they come from? Uh, I mean, it was dark, and I was a little distracted. And then suddenly there were lots of them. I roll for investigation to look at their clothing, etc. Try to see. Yeah, absolutely. I was, and I, I was going to say, Arias, I know you were going to be looking as well. Yeah. And, and where, where they came from, where did they go? I mean, where did they come from? I cannot fit cotton, cotton Joe into this. <laughs> Speaking of cotton, their clothes, uh, like how fashion forward is their gear? Uh, a lot of it is tattered on the outside. Uh, however, on the inside, there are nice like long button down shirts uh over top maybe like vest or like overcoats that are underneath these tattered robes uh some of them have some fairly good fairly good fashion uh for, for astrophel's benefit as well as mine are there any that weren't too fucked up by injuries that i could get some good clothing out of this there, so one was incinerated, one was witch bolted, uh, the one other was iced. the other was iced and exploded, and the other one was torn to shreds. Um, so no. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, 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 probably a no on this one of finding yeah, yeah. anything. The iced wearable. one might be able to though, because they're the frozen and like you said, describe the limbs got destroyed, but you said like they kind of crystallize yeah. out. Oh, out his yeah, chest. Oh, like chest burster style. I thought you went. The pants and the shoes might be good. Uh, oh, no shoes. And, They're and, probably wet right now. And, okay, maybe a hat. <laughs> ooh, ooh, the guy with the hat? There's only maybe a little chunk missing out of the hat in the back. Well, do I look like the kind of person who wears a hat? Anyone can wear a hat if they have the head to wear it. I look fat. Well, apart from the hair issue at the minute, I look fabulous. <laughs> I'm not going to cover this up with a hat. Yeah, I don't want to say you're lost, but your decision, I'm not going to force you. Morgrid and Rias, upon searching the bodies and what you are able to find, uh, what were your investigation roles? 11. It was a 19, and I remembered why I wanted to try doing this right after the fight, because I had bardic inspiration, and now I don't. <laughs> Morgrid, you have a hard time finding anything in these bodies that have been destroyed. And Rias, you are looking through. You're not finding a lot that hasn't been destroyed. However, you do find some wooden stakes, uh, some tipped with uh, points of silver. And there are other uh, like silver items, uh, one of which appears to be a, uh, a spherical little orb. Uh, that is made of silver and it has very intricate designs on it. Silver orb intricate designs, you said? Mm -hmm. Um, I pick up the orb and hold it up to a sun that I really can't get any sort of help from, and I'm like, 
What does this do? Anyone know? Um, Astrofell, you, you've had experience with these guys before. I don't know what this really does. Do you have any idea? Do you seem like that one was what, intimate what, with you? Sorry, what are you showing me? What? I, I have this little silver orb, and there's like uh, details on it and, and all this fun. Um, roll me an investigation, Astrofell. Or, I'm sorry, a history. My apologies. Oh, history. Okay. Slightly better. Not slightly better. Uh, I'm going to use an inspo on that, actually. Okay. Oh, that was worse. Fuck my life. Uh, so the highest roll out of those two is a 12. You've got no fucking clue as to what he's holding. Could be valuable. Looks like it's made of silver. I mean, it looks shiny. And I roll Arcana to see if there's anything about this that I yeah. might be able to recognize. Absolutely. Um, I rolled my important rolls for today. It was a 9 and a 10, so that's going to be very helpful for mostly nothing. But we'll see. <laughs> um, if that is Arcana, that is a 21. Rice, you are holding in front of you an arcane explosive. Uh, this is meant for monsters of the variety that are... Uh, vulnerable to silver uh in fact this is a small explosive that sends out silver shrapnel silver shrapnel uh i i I think in the process of me investigating this i probably like skim my finger down the side of it and like try to trace the uh the, the, the designs in it and in doing so part of my my brain just thinks oh this is gonna push things out there's force in this baby boy if it's silver I shake it a little bit in here. It sounds like a light bulb that burnt out, so there's a little filament bouncing around. <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> Put it in a pack. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Strange. Monster hunters, though. That makes Maeve and Axter. What are the two of you doing currently? Axer's sitting beside Maeve's sleeping bag. um, Well, Maeve has not gotten out of the sleeping bag yet. She's just sort of like staring up into the sky, you know, existential crises style. (laughs) Um, I think think the fact that she's just like tortured for, you know, four days is sort of kind of heavy on her head right now. I think seeing her just kind of look up in her view she'd see between like two like uh like pointer and middle finger like a vial just held out like above her head and just kind of like wiggled a bit (laughs) i'll take it (laughs) it's much nicer than you know my my mouth isn't burning Hmm. and i'll just thank you you're welcome Maeve. i have an odd question okay would you ever forgive hoster you did. Can I get, oh, can I get back to you on that? I mean, we're we're traveling together, so just just, I need a few days. Um, I, I don't know, at, right now. Hmm. Fair enough. Axer gets up and turns to everyone. I'm gonna give a light content warning for anyone listening right now for what's about to happen. Uh, cause this is something I realized, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, I put, uh, anyway, Axer kind of steps out. I've said before that she always knows, she always listens. I know how that is. 
I've never been salted enough to do something about it. As Axer takes his dagger and plunges it underneath his right eye socket. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to describe the rest of that. But uh, he is going to tear out the hag's eye he has. Uh, and the moment it's out of his body, he is going to stomp on it. It falls to the ground. And with a crushing foot, you just see this green smoke dissipate from out of Esther's foot. Does Maeve realize that this is Haster at this point? I think if Maeve doesn't, the Axer looks over and goes, Okay, just... I am not... I am not going to lie to you anymore. I am not going to be someone I am not unless it furthers our cause. My name is Haster, and you can hate me as much as you like, but she will not listen without asking. Does someone have a gauze? I am bleeding a great deal right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have strips of shirt already. I'm just like bundling some up. And I'm just like, come, come here, dear heart. Come here, come here. Just like patching up your eye, wrapping a bandage around your head. You got a little eye patch going on right now. That was, you know. that was incredibly wonderful and stupid and terrible and scary. And I'm very proud of you. My depth perception feels off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably will. Hmm. How do you feel? Solid. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know the consequences of what I just did, but I have never been able to. I've always felt this humming and this buzzing, like, it's like bees. But until this ring made me not slime, anytime I tried to scratch that itch, if you will, I couldn't reach it. I'm in a form where I could reach it. That was surprisingly painful. Hmm? Pastor, there will be consequences, but you will not face them alone. Never again. Damn right. <laughs> I high five. Or <laughs> let's not face them at all and let's get away from the blood right bastion because I don't want to go through whatever <laughs> is going to be the consequences of that. As long You're as... welcome to stay away, but I don't think this will be over without going back. I don't think it's as simple as tearing out an eye. It's not. I don't know. None of you are bound to this, and I would not ask anyone to come back. And I'm certainly not planning on going back right now, but... No, absolutely not. Um, At some point we will, and I wouldn't ask any of you to come with us. It'll be your choice, all of you. I think this whole time, um, you know, maybe just been staying there sort of just staring at you guys. Um, she's she's going to ask... Um, did all of did all of you know that that was Hoster? No. Well, I threatened them. No, you didn't. No more lies. <sighs> yes, okay, they knew, but it was it was because I didn't didn't want you guys to go alone. I considered staying back because I know you don't want to be part of the bastion. But then I realized I didn't. Well, I could pull the eye out, which maybe I should have tried earlier, but I'm not sure. And yeah, so everybody knew. Um, and I don't know if Mother Kadira can do things from a distance. I know she can't hear us anymore or see. So that's a plus. I'm sorry. Well, it sounds like we should start moving um, away from her, uh, you know, the last known position that she has of us. That's all Maeve's going to say, and she's just going to start packing up her stuff. Morgrid kind of mumbles under her breath. I told him it wasn't a good idea to come. 
<laughs> I, I fly over. I did. That's so why you intend to leave him behind? No, I all just told him it... about All this talk about us being friends and, and hanging out and wanting to keep Maeve around, but you were perfectly willing to throw Haster under the proverbial cart. No, no, I, I discussed with Rias that we were going to go vouch for him to Maeve and that she probably wouldn't see, want to see him, but he decided to come with and change his form to come with us. This so, is true. Yeah. I what would you have done when Maeve turned around and said, no, I don't want anything to do with Haster? Let her go. Oh! At this point, it doesn't matter. We just need to move. We need... We need to go, because you know she's going to be sending somebody out after us now. I, I for one, don't want... I don't want to be caught by them again, so I think we just need to go right now. We can deal with it later. Uh, walk and talk. Let's, let's, let's go. I, I, I will say I am more than excited to experience this redemption tour since, truthfully, I think it is absolutely worth earning that trust back again. Maeve, I am horribly sorry to be the first to actively deceive you about Hoster and his alter ego, Axer. Honestly, bad naming convention. It came from that, that horrible children's book, The Gorax, and... You told me it was a good name. It you, was a good name. No, You seem so excited about this, and now the you're telling me it's not a good naming No, no, the name itself is good, but the origin of it, I'm... Are we still doing the lies thing to make each other feel better? Because I would have rather heard a lie about that. That No, no, th I, my, I still <clears throat> think the name is good. But I am horribly regretting where it came from as well. The lie about who you are and the the book. It always comes back to the book. Is I even a spell in it? Faith is just staring at you with a blank face. Maybe. And she I... just turns around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so she just turns around and just starts walking the direction that, you know, we're supposed to be going. She doesn't say anything. She just looks at you like... I have a very important question for you all as a group. You have the option to continue further south, uh, uh, slightly away from the route, to eventually have to cross the river uh, to get back to the trade route, or you can go back north, uh, northwest, and move towards the trade route. If we're wanting to get further away as soon as possible, we'll go for the river. Down, down, down by the river. You all travel for a few miles as you hear the sound of this river next to you. It's a river you've crossed before with the wooden bridge. However, you're at the precipice of the Shadowlands going into the light. A few more steps forward and you are fully into the sunlight. And that is where we are gonna end for tonight. Make sure to check out not only our Patreon where you can find cool bonus content, lots of things. Uh, we've added in some maps, added in some post-show talks. Make sure you check it out. I've got the link right there. And then also make sure to check out our Discord because there you can chat with the cast. You can talk to other fans of the show. You can uh, go into the character channels and also check out our other stream uh, that will be uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, only two episodes left of that one uh, until the season break, uh, season finale. So make sure you check it out. And until next time, we'll see you all later.
Goodbye. Don't you dare let the sun burn you on the way out. I'm Ash now. Oh, hey there. I hope you enjoyed the show. Because, let me tell you, that was a wild one. But, uh, if you liked it, if you don't mind dropping us a follow or a like or even give us a review of how you think the show or the whole campaign is going so far. Yeah, until then, we'll see you next week. Bye.